A huge congratulations to Whalen Bay. They are the number one dealer in sales in the nation for Mako and Tahoe boats. How cool is that? Hey folks, Captain Kevin Favor here for Whalen Bay Marine, and I've been telling you for years how much I love the Mako Pro Skiff Series. They're an absolute inshore fishing machine. But don't forget, they also carry tracker boats, nitro performance fishing boats, sun tracker pontoon boats, and Tahoe boats. Now you want some bigger news? Whalen Bay is now the dealer for Ranger boats. The new Ranger Saltwater Bay boats look amazing. Also, Ranger Aluminum Series and Ranger pontoons, which are perfect for fishing and just relaxing. So now, no matter what your boating needs are, Whalen Bay has you covered. And I can promise you that when you buy your new boat, all the folks at Whalen Bay will make sure your boat is rigged correctly and in a timely manner. You can do all this at Whalen Bay in St. Augustine located at 845 State Road 207 or give them a call at 217-3778 or visit whalenbaymarine.com. Whalen Bay Marine, your authorized dealer for tracker boats, Nitro, Sun Tracker, Tahoe, Mako, and now your full line of Ranger boats. And remember, every day is a boat show at Whalen Bay Marine. Welcome to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show. I'm Captain Kevin Favor, sitting with Captain Kirk Waltz. Lagerman is with us, like via some technology. Chris Wayne's bringing it to spin, us, spinning the records this morning. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, yeah. that's Hand right. up for your next hit. Here we go. It's the latest from Chubby Checker. I tell you, the best, the best uh, guy was Wolfman Jack. Absolutely, he was. Oh yeah, baby. That's good, Chris. Yeah. Thank you. Wow. Now, now we'll be able to talk for the rest of the yeah. day. That's impressive. He was on uh, 690, right here? I don't know. Was he here? The Grease Man the was Grease on. The Grease Man, you're right. Yeah, yeah, Grease Man was the here. Grease Man, yeah, Grease Man was, Jack was out of California. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but Gre- Grease Man was across the street from us here on Hogan Road. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that was whew, that was a long time ago. And then he went Gobbly to Washington, D.C. Yeah. and burned himself out. Good yep. morning, Jeff. Morning, Jeff. Is he there, Chris? Hello? La, 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 la. I am there you Chris, Chris just finally had to turn me on. But hey, by the way, yeah. it's, it's crazy that you talk about Grease Man. We're, we're all showing our age a little bit uh-huh. there, especially when somebody throws out Wolfman Jack, dude, you're like, well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Grease Man was, was an asshole. Well, well, he was made famous by what movie, Jeff? Uh oh gosh, uh, what, Chris, American no, 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 yeah, American Graffiti, American Graffiti, American Graffiti. You know, God, that was and that, that was, was a great one of my movie, favorite, great movie. favorite great movies movie. of all time. It was incredible. I don't, I, you know what? I know I watched it. It was good, but I don't remember the exact oh, details. It was great, man. Yeah. But, Suzanne oh. Summers in the T Bird. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Come on now. All right. All right. The toad. The toad walks up to the window and goes, uh, "Let me have two chubby chucks and uh, strawberry malt." <laughs> I was like, "Oh, that's classic." <laughs> Chubby Chucks. Oh, yeah, that's great. Oh, yeah, yeah you're was, right, Jeff. It was Jeff. a great, great movie because, I mean, the hot rods in that. Oh, and, oh yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, gosh. Uh, Harrison Ford. Yep. That's right. It was like the first time you ever saw Harrison Ford. And that's he right. drove that. Uh, what, what car did he drive, Chris? It was like a black 32. Yeah, it was a 32 that's Pontiac big. souped up with a V8. Yep. 357 in or something like that. And wrecked it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was a great movie. It. 
Great movie, and if anybody has never seen it before, I mean, we some just of spoiled you the ending out there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you got to watch it. Oops, it's a classic. Totally cool movie. It's really totally a cool, cool movie. movie. It's American and, you know, icon. T- today's weather is great for movies. It is. You know, it sure I, I mean, is. seriously, I mean, seriously, today it's barred. There's no football. There's a couple basketball games that are, eh. You know, I mean, yeah. And 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 seriously, today's a today's a good day for a for a movie and a nap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I might well, nap right now. So, so why it's a good day for that? Because let's go ahead and do a weather let's report do. since uh, since you bring it up. And Weatherport's always brought to you by the Beer to Pig, the finest barbecue in Jacksonville. Oh. And if you haven't been there, you're I might be going your tonight. Stomach. I might have to do that tonight. Uh, yep, yep. Outstanding food. And uh, have a little bit of a system pushing through, okay? You got a high pressure to the north of the area with a trough of low pressure along the Florida east coast. The trough will develop into a low pressure system by Sunday morning and move to the northeast. So you, what does that you, mean? Can you picture Jeff right now, seriously, with the map on the wall? You know, oh, and, yeah. he, and yeah. he's and he and he's you know he's he's showing the front coming down. Got a pointer. <laughs> got the yeah. little pointer. Got the little pointer. Yeah, yeah. He's got the he's got the the suit on and yeah, the tie. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And then he's wearing shorts and sneakers. <laughs> got his hair all slicked back with some dippity do or something. Sorry, Jeff. I, it just hit me. I was like, damn, he's just yeah. That, that was oh, well, nowadays back. they don't they don't use a map. They use a green screen. That's and right. They have to actually kind of look to the side to see where they're actually pointing at. Uh, yeah, that's, that's weird. Direction. It's so, just anyway. weird. I've stood in front of one of those one time. It, it is weird because you got a TV monitor to the left, and you got you're kind of looking at it out of the corner of your eye. That's that's weird. Yep. So today, north winds around 20 knots, becoming northeast late in the afternoon. Seas building to four to six feet with a period of 10 seconds. Uh, slight chance of showers this morning. Uh, choppy on the intercoastal. Tonight, northeast winds 15 to 20, seas 5 to 7 feet. Tomorrow, northeast winds 15 to 20 knots, 5 to 7 feet. And showers likely tomorrow. Monday, northwest winds 10 to 15 knots, seas 5 to 7 feet. Moderate chop on the intercoastal. Mm. Tuesday, north winds 10 to 15 knots, 3 to 4 feet. Wednesday, north winds 5 to 10 knots, 2 to 3 feet. And what this is telling me is that uh, hopefully this northerly direction of the wind will stay consistent so that I can be in the woods and do my controlled burning this week. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Absolutely. That's cool. That's what I got on my schedule anyway. That's, that's Ho- cool. Hoping for that. Yeah. So they're calling yeah. for 80% chance of rain tomorrow, and then looks like the highs are going to be like in the mid-60s all week. And yeah, the lows basically the to high today high- is 66 Tomorrow's 56, on Monday 58, 66 on Tuesday, or excuse me, 56 on Tuesday, 60 on Wednesday, 61 on Thursday. Yeah, it's going to stay stay a little bit chilly, but not not bitter cold, you know. Oh, like it's, we, just, it's, just, it, it's just good enough. Yeah, you I'm know what I mean. It. It's just it's good perfect. enough. I, I, I don't. I'm not. I'm not ready for heat. I'm not ready for 85 yet. You know what I mean? I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm good with 65. I tell you, I went to the property on Wednesday, and mm-hmm. we were cutting like. You know, cutting trees away from the yeah. stands and stuff like that, and clearing some of the roads out, and it it got to eighty six degrees up Did there. Did it really? Yes, sir. Now I, I will tell you this: we were on, sweating, on, buddy. On on Thursday when I left, when we were packing, uh, we 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 had to bump the AC on in the double wide. Yeah, it got hot. It, 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 it did. It, it got hot, but boy, I, we, we'll talk about this later. But mon, 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 Monday, Tuesday, and and Wednesday morning were beautiful. They were they were pretty. Yeah, they really were pretty yeah. days. You know, it's been a 
kind of weird couple of days with the weather here. Yeah. Boy, it blew yesterday on the water and Thursday. Good gosh, man. Yeah, I, uh, Jeff, I was, I, I was telling Kirk, we, uh, Carrie and I came home on, on Thursday afternoon, and when I went over the Dames Point Bridge, I looked down, and, man, I'm telling you, that that river was four foot on top of one another, man. It, it was oh, buddy. ugly. I was like, man, and I, I knew Leon was fishing. I knew Kirk was fishing. I was like, wow. I was west of the Dame Point. There were some tough SOBs there, boy. It was. I was west of the Dame yeah. Point, and I said, you know what? we got to run all the way to the South Ooh. Bank and scoot the edge yeah. all the way down the river because it was just so chopped up. Yeah. I mean, gnarly chopped up. That ain't pretty. But it's February. It's, it's February. I mean, it I, is. You know, I it's mean, winter. I, it, it's it, a dead it, of winter. It, it's dead of winter. I mean, it's there's nothing, you know, if, if, you, if you do, you know, I mean, for the most of us, Jeff, if we do five, six, ten trips – that's right. A, a month in January and February, we've had a, we've had a hell of a month, you know. I yep. mean, now Le- Leon's a little different. <laughs> He'll go with anything. He well, don't care. I, well I, and you and I used to do that. We did. You know, when we were off, you'd call me and we yeah. go, "Let's go up. To, yeah. let's go out in the flats boat and Golly. get it shallow." You know, Man, we had some great days too. Oh, we had we so had, much fun. Golly, I used to throw that that stupid lure, Jeff, that was called a dorky mullet. Yep. I remember that flat <laughs> where we caught those reds yeah. that day on that stupid thing. That stupid thing worked, though, didn't it? It did. Yes. Yeah, it worked. Looked like a it doggone worked. banana J- going did. backwards. It, it, was, it was a soft top water plug, and it, it, it literally, it, uh, the, the middle of it, you could bend. Yeah. Did it, did it, it have a single treble? No, it had it had double trebles. Had double trebles. Double trebles. I couldn't remember what the hooks were. But I thought it was a single. And the treble, body of it was it was like hollow, wasn't it? Yeah, and, it, and you but, could but, squish but, it. Yeah, and you could squish it, Jeff. And, and and when the fish bit it, they 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 liked it, you know, because it was. And I'm telling you, man, I I don't know why. I don't know if they still make that stupid thing or not. I don't even know where I got it from. I remember. But one, I love the name of it. I remember one time fishing that flats boat of yours, the Archer Craft, yes. in, up by East Creek. And we were so shallow, God, the bottom of the boat yeah, that's way back. was scraping the oyster bars. Yes. Oh, yeah. And you were throwing that stupid lure, and I'm going, you're not catching anything on that. And you go, watch this. And you flip <laughs> it out there, and I go, my God, they I can't believe they're eating that thing. Yeah. Yeah. It looked like a yellow banana going to the water. It did. It looked just like a yellow banana. That's, it, was, that's, it was hilarious. It was. And I think I eventually just wore it out. And I don't. Again, Do they it's still just, make it? I don't know, Jeff. You know, I mean, it's just like. The dorky mullet. Yeah, when, whenever they came out with the terrorize. I mean, do you remember how many reds and trout we caught off of oh, that lure, man? Trout I mean, lure. It, oh, yeah. Oh, I mean. And it didn't look like it was going to work, but it worked. Oh, it worked. That you know, I'm, I'm doing a Google search on dorky mullet. Okay, on dorky mullet. Good. Yeah, <laughs> you should, because that, that it's was. Kalen's dorky mullet. Oh, it's still around? Um, I can't imagine it being around. I could see that yeah, one just well, it's becoming says, fodder. Uh, I don't think no, they're, the they're not around anymore. Oh, but I get why Leon's fishing all the time. I mean, I I understand that. I know. Well, well, the the valley's different. It is because it's because a, first off, you you can get out of the wind. If you got any it, kind of east wind down there, east or west wind, you're fine. You're, you're, you're fine northwest or whatever. He could get out of it, and not only that, but with the lack of rain. Right, you know, um, and, and well, and you don't get a lot of tidal flow down there. It doesn't rip through there, so it settles down. And boy, when the cold water hits it, all those particles drop, and it gets real clear down there. They, uh, yeah, and, and that's, they love that, it. That's when his fishing's the best. By you know? the way, you you can get a dorky mullet. Oh, really? And uh, it's a it's a Kalen Company four dorky mullet five eighths, 
and you can buy it at walmart.com and you can also buy it at kmart <laughs> the kmart is kmart still around kmart's it's, not open anymore i'm just telling okay. you it's, i'm just telling you i haven't seen a kmart in ages kmart, me neither yeah. that's got to be rural somewhere really rural now, but Kalins, oh, K-A-L-I-N apostrophe S. They're the okay. ones who make it. Gotcha. Okay, cool. Well, one of the things, too, you know, we, it, it, we were talking about a minute ago, too. That I always tell people this time of year, look, it is, it is February. Right. The fish are cold. Yeah. And we had a really nasty cold snap. Yep. I mean, I had both my parties call this week, and they said, well, how do you think we're going to do it? And I said, well... It's been up and down, guys. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> if Kirk says that, Jeff, reschedule. <laughs> it's just, yeah. you know what I mean? If, if Kirk's trying to be uh, nice about it, go, well, when you start out well. On I just can't report, lie to people. I, I can't either. I just got to be, and my wife goes, why'd you say that? I mean, you know, don't you want to go fishing? I'm going, yeah, but I mean. Yeah, but. <laughs> I said, well. It. You know, and they're going, <laughs> and then you get, the, are we going to wear them out? Oh. No, probably not going to wear I, them out. You know, and, and it's, it's funny, Jeff. I had uh, a guy from. Texas called me yesterday. Don't I didn't know him. Uh-huh. Left me a message. I called him back, and he goes, "Yeah, me and my two sons, thirteen and sixteen. You know, we're we're going to be down there in Pontevedra, blah blah blah, middle of March, and um, you know, we just we just want to catch a bunch of eating fish." And I'm like, <laughs> I, 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 and his name was David. I said, "David, I said, look, we're 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 going to fish inshore because it's the middle of March, and." Well, the the days of filling the cooler are just pretty much done, man. I mean, yeah. unless you get on some incredible sheep's head bite or or something like that. But I mean, when you're talking about two reds a person, yeah. And 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 Jeff, I I don't know the last time you know that I've caught more than six keepers. You know what I'm saying? Slot yeah. reds. You yeah, know, I mean, it's tough. It's, it's I get it. You know, and 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 so you just like what you just told your folks about are we going to wear them out you know i mean i, I have to be honest with the guy you I know too. i mean and and because first off jeff i don't want that pressure you know what i mean i yep. I, I just don't i mean it's it's i have so many clients now that you know you catch two reds and a couple drum and they're like okay we're good yeah you know every everything else is take some pictures and let them go let i mean go. I, I have, right, so, so real quick question yeah. is it okay is this guy coming and is he camping out and he doesn't have enough money for food because he's paying for your charter <laughs> and uh they no. need to put protein on their plate i mean what's the deal no 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 staying with his dad in ponte Vedra. okay staying with his dad in ponte Vedra, yeah. and, and we just want to catch a bunch of eating fish yeah I hear that yeah. frequently. Yeah, and but you, again, and I get it, Jeff. Here's the thing: I totally when get you it. when you get these charters from Texas and Louisiana, yeah, and you yeah, start talking different. about redfish and trout and and uh, and, and, and their how many fish, times have you heard that Louisiana story? Oh, it's 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 hateful. Every time it hits the water, yeah, man. yeah, 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 yeah. Every yeah. time I get a redhead. Our fishing and keeping eating fish to what they do over in Louisiana and Texas because it's that's a totally different fishery yeah and their and their limits and the ability to catch them over there are way different as well oh yeah way different well even look to the north of us our brother to the north and yeah that's right look at look at georgia look at tim cutting i mean i see tim posting a lot of pictures but i'm thinking well i think the slot for reds is what 16 14 is it 14 to 23 three yeah 14 to 23 i mean that's a good slot well if we could do that around here yeah and have and, and five per i'd Fill the cooler every time, you know. <laughs> yeah, but I know where a lot of rat reds you, are. Yeah, you can't, you, you can't, you can't do that in Florida anymore. You know, and, and Wh- Jeff, which it, rules are better, Georgia or Florida? Boy, that's a that's, that's, that's a hard that, question that, to that, answer. That, that, that's a toss up. 
Um, okay, let me ask you. A question. Uh, you know what? If first off, could, I, Jeff, you, here, here, let me let me. Here's here's what I would do. Okay, I love their slot, but I wouldn't want five per person. No, you know. Okay. I mean, I, I, if you could make a, if you could make your own, your own law for redfish uh-huh. combining or using Florida Georgia as maybe a basis, what would you come up with? Hmm. I have an idea. Yeah. Okay, so let's go to break, and you guys can think about that. Okay. <laughs> while we're on break, and then when we come back in three minutes and fifty-seven seconds, then uh-huh. you will have formulated a beautiful plan. There's a producer. Okay, and then when we come back, I'm going to do a tides report because we didn't do it. Breaking yeah. news. Uh oh. Angie's trip happened this week. Oh. And something that has never happened before happened this week. You ate a turkey sub. Got to, got to, got to tune in on the other side of the. Okay, break. all right. Oh, uh, we, 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 yeah, yeah smorgasbord. Yeah, I That's, smell turkey. What is this called in the radio business? A teaser. Thank you. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> all right, Jeff, take Woo-hoo. it away. <laughs> I'm chilly. All right, folks. Uh, if you'd like to join in on the Nimdick Buick GMC Outdoor Show, 904-641-1010. <laughs> The Mimic Chevrolet Outdoor Show, and a big thank you to Tire Outlet. I just uh, I just sent you guys pictures. The Mimic Yoda is complete. Oh, nice! nice. It looks and, good uh, too, man. Yeah, Danny Danny uh, got the the last thing in, which was uh, we had to get a spare tire, and we thought at first it wouldn't be a big deal to get you know. Uh, a spare to be able to maybe put up underneath of the truck, but we soon found out that uh, once you go to 33-inch tires on a truck, going a little Toyota pickup, you need to have a spare that's going to be the same way. And so, uh, so anyway, yep. we got a mounting bracket, got another tire, another rim, and uh, so now with a spare tire, I could pick it up. So it's done, and uh, there will be some pictures put up on our Facebook and Instagram page this week, but. If you want a little teaser, mm-hmm. okay, another teaser. If you look at the post from yesterday, okay, yep. In that post, there is a pickup truck in the foreground of a picture at Angie's. Yep. That that's the Nimnik Yoda. Mm. Okay, so just a little little peek and uh, more to come. But uh, I went to Angie's, picked up Chef Gordon mm-hmm. a couple days ago, and uh, we uh, we rolled up to Angie's and. Uh-huh. Ed Malin said, don't order because uh, I got it today. I'm like, wow. Okay. I mean, oh, know. oh, that's an understatement. And so I was like so excited because I was like, all right, what are we going to get? So we, uh, we go up to the office, which is the elevated booth. Kirk, you know where that's at. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, back right corner. And uh, me and Gordon, and Ed, Ed rolls up in there, and all of a sudden, the, the first serving from Angie's, because they have incredible meatball subs, the first serving was meatball subs with marinara and bread, fresh, uh, fresh baked bread. Mm. Okay. Outstanding. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so then comes course number two, French fries and tater tots. Mm, mm, <laughs> mm. How many, I want to know how yeah. many of those sandwiches did y'all eat? Oh. I noticed in that picture, if you look real close, there's a platter sitting on that table. Well, that was course number three. Course number course three. Course number a, three. A platter of 
four different kinds. I think it was four different, yeah, four different kinds of subs, okay? First was the Peruvian. Second was the Dr. Bang's Scrippy. Third was roast beef with some uh, jalapenos. And yes, I had my first turkey sub <laughs> from Angie's. Turkey per- sub. I was right. Per- yeah, was, 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 was the turkey, like, topic of the conversation? Huh? <laughs> In that picture, yeah. I am actually eating the piece of turkey sub. There I you said, go. I have to have a picture to document <laughs> this. <laughs> and, uh, Dipped sure in Peruvian, I'm sure. Sub. And news break, it's Jeff's new favorite. That's right. Mm-hmm. Nope. <laughs> nope. Wow. <laughs> Could have played no, along there just for today. No, no I'm going to be honest. I'm not, I'm not going to tell you anything Kevin, different. Did I you mean, see the picture? Uh, okay, I can tell you, you this. With all the sandwiches? Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm looking all, at it. All of them were excellent. And, folks, if you haven't been to Angie Subs to get you a sub, boy, you're making a big mistake. All right, so the tides. Okay, let's go ahead and do yeah. an Angie Subs tides report since we're on that topic. Uh, the uh, low tide was this morning at Mayport. At 5.14 a.m., that was the negative 0.34. And obviously with the wind, it's going to be changing some of this up. At 11.44 a.m., that's your high tide. That's a 4.39. And then at 5.40 this evening, it is going to be a a low tide. Once again, that's a negative 0.41. Probably won't be negative, though, with the wind. And then tomorrow, 6.08 a.m. is your low tide. That's a 0.01. 12.28 p.m. is your high tide. That's a 4.02. That's your tides port. Brought to each and every week by Angie Subs. Uh-huh. You got to remember too, we're in a new moon phase. The tide Thursday and Friday were very, very high. Very, yeah, very high. Very, very high. All right, before we go to our our teas, Jeff, let's go to the phone lines and talk to Matt. He was talking about fishing yesterday. Good morning, Matt. Hey, what's up, Kevin? What's going on, buddy? Um, I tried your buddy Scotty fishing yesterday. I don't know if you've talked to him, but oh, did y'all go? Did y'all go freshwater fishing? Yeah, I took him to Rodman. Oh, cool. Nice. Yeah. Well, like, uh, cool except for the wind. Yeah. We fished till about 8.30, and Scotty goes, if this is a charter, I'd call it. I said, well, if you want to put it on the trailer, it was like that, and it was two-foot swells in the reservoir. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's brutal. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, you know, the fish are trying to bed, and you, you can't see them, but, you know, you throw into the wind, and it's just a – it was just – you can't really do anything. Right. But, so uh, were you were you spec fishing or were you? Um... No, we we went to go bass fishing. Okay. And then we're sitting there in the morning, and he ran into some of his god buddies from Flagler from years ago. He was talking to, but uh, he looked at me. He looked at me and he said, "Matt, are there stumps in here?" I oh. said, "Scotty, there's a few." <laughs> you think? <laughs> he, goes, he goes, "Are we going to fish in them?" I said, yeah. He goes, can we run in there? I said, yeah, if you know where you're going. <laughs> nope. And, yeah. and then, we, then we get out there, and he looks around and he goes, God, they're everywhere. Yep. Yep. That is I one said, of the yeah. scariest places in the world with a go-fast boat to go to. Yeah, you, you, it's it's not a – it's it's, well, it's, it's a scary bad. place to idle. Yes, sir. Yeah. I felt bad for him because his knees are about shot. Yeah. And uh, I got a gambler, and a gambler has it's kind of like a cockpit with an aircraft uh-huh. carrier deck. And he was having to get in and up and out and about in that cockpit all day. Well, for till about nine o'clock when we left. But, all day. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I figured. God, right, so I got, I got a question. 
I've yeah, got a question good, here. Good. Okay. You got a, you got a gambler bass boat. What, mm-hmm. what is the, because the gambler used to be known as the fastest bass boat on the market. Correct. Am I right on that? Uh, they were, they were up there. Um, okay. What, what's uh, the yeah. fastest bass boat now on the market? Probably Allison. They're, they're in the upper nineties. Oh, oh my God! Um, no way. My buddy, my buddy Lee had his, he has a bullet and he had it up to a hundred. God, um, you know what? I my, saw that boat. Runs, yeah. I, I saw that boat. Uh, he had that thing. I went down to Palatka one time. Uh, and who are you talking about that had that bullet? Lee. Yeah. What's his last name? Stalvey. Stalvey. Okay. Yeah. And his dad's yeah. uh, is an amazing Barbecue cook. Guy. Okay. Yeah, barbecue guy. Yep, but Jerry does an amazing job yeah, of catering does. and cooking and all that kind of stuff. So I went down to uh, Palatka one day, and uh, if, if you guys remember, we did a show down there. And mm-hmm. when we did the show down there sure. for the bass tournament, Jerry was cooking down there, and so all of a sudden I see this boat racing across the water, and and that was Lee, and if I remember correctly, it was it was Gerald Thompson in the boat with him, and I. And when he got back, and poor old Gerald's face was about to <laughs> melt off for that boat. Yeah, that's that's not the norm. Most of these boats now, the two fifties, are running seventy to seventy-five. I'm running probably eighty-two. <laughs> Golly, but, good norm. But I, I don't run it that fast. I don't. I can. Like can you hear? Fast. Chris, can you hear that high-pitched Scott screaming right now at 82 miles an hour? No, it's the... I don't want no part of that. Listen, the Doppler effect would be great. It's like, you know, you're sitting on the shore and then you hear... (laughs) You you wouldn't hear the prop. You wouldn't hear the prop at all if I were in the boat because I'd be yelling, slow down! Oh, yeah. Uh, I know when I used to work at Thrifty, Jeff would come in and... He talked turkey and he'd shake your hand and his hand would come up to my elbow because I'm a midget. <laughs> and so I'd hate to get slapped by his hand. So I promise you, we <laughs> ain't that bad. Especially that the back of down. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Matt, we appreciate it, buddy. Okay. Tell Scotty, I hope he's feeling better because he looked like he was in pain getting in and out. Yeah, I'll, I'll let him know. Okay, bye. Thank, right. Thanks. Thanks, Matt. Can you imagine? I mean, a, a hundred no. miles no. an hour. No. Nah. In a little wafer of a boat. No, nope. I mean it's got no seat belts, none of that. Hell no. It's, it's it, 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 on an open road in a vehicle. 100 miles an hour is like crazy. On yeah, the water. Oh my god. On gosh. the water, I it's, can't even all imagine. it takes is one little, one little right or left, and yeah. you're and, done. And, and, and you're done. You're well, done. it's like it's like that. You know, the same mindset is like being on a motorcycle. You know, it's right? Like you're just uncovered. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. There's there's nothing around you, so you, it's like you know. It's like if, Je- remember the the story Logs told. It was a couple three weeks ago, Jeff, about the scooter doing fifty miles an hour in front of you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really? Insane. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. No way. Well, I'll, I'll tell I, you, I did when when first when when I first came down here. I came down here right before. I guess it was I don't know a year or two before the Super Bowl. And so I was working for uh, ESPN 1460 at the time, and I was supposed to be cruising around. I came up with Is this that the toaster? lame brain, stupid idea. It was yeah. it was like right after the toaster. Okay, it was right yeah, after yeah, yeah. the toaster. Okay. So um, <laughs> blue. Uh, so I was supposed to ride around on this little scooter on this little Vespa, 
and try to sneak into places where you couldn't get car ac- access, mm-hmm. you know, because of all right. the Super Bowl blockages and all that stuff, you know, to get, mm-hmm. you know, uh, just kind of stupid reports, whatever. It was a lame brain idea. But I got on that Vespa, and I'm cruising down Southside Boulevard, scared oh. to <laughs> death. Oh, yeah. I mean, people are flying by me. I'm feeling like the wind just just from uh-huh. coming off of their vehicle. No way. I took it right back to the station, and I was like, I Y'all told can, Steve yeah. Griffin, the general manager, I was like, I ain't doing it. Uh, there's no way I'm doing it because I'm going to die. I'm not going to do it. You know the funny thing about the show is, is that how many times when we get late for a commercial break do we get yelled at yes. when we're talking? Mm-hmm. But when Chris does it, it's okay. Yeah, that's, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, right, because yeah. I control the buttons. <laughs> and so now I've decided since my story's over, it's time to take a break. Oh, thank you. Okay, Chris. Oh, okay. Well, I tell you what, since since you had such a great story there <laughs> and we're going to a break, why don't you send us to a break? Yeah. I think uh, I could do that. Okay, yeah, you can. But I think I'm going to wait for just a second, give you some uncomfortable dead air. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Welcome back to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show. This segment is brought to you by my good buddies at Whalen Bay. Sorry about that, Jeff. Nah, and, uh, okay. uh, you, you had an interesting conversation with Whalen Bay this week. I did. I, yeah. Actually, I talked to Chad. Yep, my buddy Chad. Yep. And uh, essentially what we have going on is that uh, Mr. Bill Dance is coming to fish in a couple weeks. Yeah. Woo-hoo! Oh, that's nice. awesome. That is awesome. Yeah, so, uh, and uh, with the way that COVID has kind of had an impact on everything, uh, he doesn't have a bay boat ready, so we were going to be fishing out of a bass boat. And I'm like, uh, I don't know if that's really going to work. That's kind of like tying one hand behind your back. Yeah. You, know, you know, so yep. anyway. Yep, so, uh, so Whalen Bay Marine talked to Chad yesterday, and, uh, and, and they're going to take care of it. So That's cool. And what we need is we just need a bay boat with a Mercury and a GPS-enabled trolling motor on the front, Garmin Depth Finder products, if, okay, if, uh, if that's available. But, you know, because Mr. Bill Dance, got, he's got sponsors. He's got sponsors. Okay? That's right. Yeah, you got to take and care Mercury's of Mercury's a big one. Yep. And, uh, and yep. as we all know, a lot of boats around here have Yamis and uh, don't exactly have Mercury. So, But uh, talk to Chad and... And uh, Whalen Bay is going to come through to give us a nice, comfy boat to fish in. So uh, That's me cool. and and uh, Bill Dance and Captain Kirk uh, going to be doing it, and then Captain Steve Mullins going to be driving a camera boat. So I mean, it's just going to be a conglomeration, a great effort by all. Yep. To be able to take one of the one of the greatest legends in fishing ever. Mm-hmm out uh, in our beautiful waterways and catch some fish. So that, we're looking forward to it. That's yeah. that that's that's cool stuff. Yeah, that'll be fine. That, that's you know very cool. I wish I wish he was gonna be here on a Saturday so we could we could have him on the show, but I mean I understand. Yeah, we'll get him back on. I yeah, mean, oh yeah. You know, so well I mean the Saturday that uh, one of the Saturdays we're gonna be fishing, me and Kirk will be absent from the outdoor show, but uh yeah, but we'll get him to come on because you know he's been awesome. You know, I mean, he's one of those guys, I tell you, you know, it's like, you know, as a kid, you, you grow up and you watch people. And when I was growing up watching him, I mean, he was, I don't want to say he was a star, just because, I mean, when you watched him on TV, just, I mean, he never felt like, you know, he was a star because he was just one of you, you know, he fished. Yeah. 
I, I, really I totally agree with that. He wasn't like Joe Namath. No. You know yeah, what I mean? No, nah, he was <laughs> yeah, a good old boy kind yeah, of Yeah, he was, he was just like, a, a, mm-hmm. you know, he was kind of like uh, Captain Kirk and Captain Kevin, who were charter captains that just talk about fishing. Well, one yeah. of the coolest <laughs> things about him is he's always, when he, he always encourages people to laugh at your mistakes. Yeah, that's right. And he laughs at his own. And it's kind of cool oh, yeah. to watch that on TV, you know. Yeah, well, he was he was texting me this week. You know, he's all he's all pumped up and fired up, and he's like, you know, what kind of what kind of what, you know what kind of fishing line you use, what kind of rods, what kind of braid, you know. So he has a lot of questions because you know, I mean, you know, he wants to have his stuff ready to go and and uh, and you know take care of his sponsors and 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 Bass Pro Shops is a huge sponsor of his, and him and Johnny Morse are 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 good friends, and they've been good friends for gosh forever. And, uh, and boy, wouldn't that be great to have Johnny Morris as one of your best friends? Yeah, that would yeah, that, that, uh, uh, yeah. that that make it pretty easy to get sponsorships. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. That, that's the ultimate hookup. Yeah. So, so Jeff, earlier we had talked about regs, and you you asked a really good question of Kirk and I, as you know, as as basically lifetime reds of of Northeast Florida. Um, where where would you know what? What would we do? Um, and, and I thought about it. I mean, I. I and what, what well, the question is? Yeah. What would you do? Because we're look, we're looking at the redfish regulations yeah. in in Florida and Georgia. And right. Florida is you're allowed two per person, eighteen to twenty seven inches. Is that correct? That's correct. That's right. Okay. And in the state of Georgia, it's different. You're allowed five per person, but the slot limit is smaller. What is it again? The slot? I believe it's fourteen to twenty three. Yeah. Fourteen to twenty three. Yep. Okay. And so we were sitting there thinking, okay. We like Georgia's regs as far as the slot goes, but not the five per person. Correct. Yeah. So I, 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 <laughs> I would, would love. Go ahead. I would love to see the Georgia slot. The Georgia and then slot have okay two yep. per person. That's exactly what I would think. Yeah, and I was I was thinking the same thing. I like the fourteen to twenty three, but I would like to see you could if you want to you can keep one oversized fish. Yeah, I think you up could buy to so many up inches. Or yeah, yeah, you don't, right. you, yeah, you don't want them to kill people killing the bulls, bulls. You don't need to eat those. No, but I, you know, like to to keep one over. I think uh, thirty four inches up to thirty four inches. Yeah, keep one over up up to thirty four inches. Yeah, okay. Uh, uh, not I not a day. Question. I wouldn't do that a day. I would. I would almost have that as a tag. I would, I would agree. Yeah, I would almost have that as a tag. I would if agree. If you had your one over, if you want to keep one over, you got to buy a tag. Right, you got to pay buy fifty a tag. bucks. Yeah, and it's a toss where yeah. you catch it or not. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Personally, exactly. I, I would rather eat the smaller fish. That's no, why. There's no doubt. That's I would why I would eat lower 16 it. Inch, Sixteen inch redfish. Yeah, they're delicious. They are absolutely delicious. All right, as, so as, as far as you, I remember, here's here's another question. <laughs> yeah, I haven't eaten one in a long time. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, just so we clear that up. Another question. This week on our Facebook page, uh, uh-huh. we had a post that said endangered species question mark, and it was Captain Kirk yep. holding a red snapper. Yep. Mm. Okay. If if we were going to have a change in regs for red snapper, uh-huh. what what would you do? Oh, I, I think that it would be – I would keep it simple. Um, I would do um, one fish per person, a max of four per boat, and 22 inches minimum. I could live with okay, that. Okay, and yeah. open year round. Yeah, open year round. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. I might even go to twenty inches. I might even to yeah. me. Yeah, but, but I, I, I agree with Kevin. Yeah, I mean, you're, four you're, per boat. Yep, one per person. Right. You know, 
And if it makes them smile a little bit more, don't let the guide keep one. You know, just the clients. Exactly. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When uh, you're doing it. Per harvester, right. as, they, as they put it. But, right. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. I mean, I, like I said, just, just – Jeff, it's not going to hurt. We've had this conversation too many times. But, I mean, one fish per person on snapper. Hey, and, and, and here, if it makes them feel better, give us 60 days. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I yeah, mean, open, so just open it up for a, for a window. Yeah, you know, I, I I think I showed you guys the the, the email that I got la- last week. You yeah, know? I sent I sent you. I, I think you already had it. Yeah, I, I did. Tara and Jeff and Chris. Yeah, yeah, and 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 I replied to the sender, right? Who works for South Atlantic Fisheries Marine, whatever Fisheries Commission. Yeah, Fisheries what Commission. What was the topic of the email? I, you know, look as as charter captains. Um, we're booking our year, you know what I mean, and and we're getting a lot of phone calls, and, and we get a lot of phone calls in January, or February about people that want to fish April through August, right? And when they don't set the regs for for snapper season, we it, we just don't know, you know what I mean? I mean, would it be much easier to set it in January? So I, I Jeff, I sent her a very nice email. I said. Um, if, if possible, you know, do, do you have any idea of when we're going to have um, a snapper season mm-hmm. and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And um, the return email was a little, you know, snooty. And, and I was like, okay, you know. So, um, you know, there was some, some uh, capitalized words, exclamation points. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, 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 it wasn't like, you know, hey, Cap, thanks for the email. You know, this is what we're trying to do. You know, not, nothing like that. If we have a season, we will let you know in March. Okay. <laughs> Great. Appreciate your feedback. Yeah, you know, exactly. You know, that's just, that's just <laughs> kind of crap you get. You know, I mean, it's just. Well, it, the unfortunate thing, the modus operandi has not been like that the last couple of years. We've gotten it at the last minute. I don't know when we got it last year, but it wasn't in March that we were notified that there was going to be a July opening. And 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 I, I'm I'm going to tell you right now, you won't know in March. No. Yeah, I, you're, you're because they're they'll 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 kick it down the road until April or whatever. Right. Um, and then they're going to go. Oh, here's your three days, guys. And and Jeff, the other thing that they, you know, they better start looking at is, and I'm just talking about Northeast Florida. During snapper season last year, I mean, Kirk, how many boating accidents did we have? Quite a few. Yeah, we had I mean, quite a few boating accidents. We had a couple, uh, you know, that that, that sunk. Um, obviously, we had a diver that lost his life, which was terrible. I mean, you know, they, they got to start thinking about other things on this on this three day window. It's it this is it's it, it's ridiculous. I uh, as a matter of fact, don't even have it. If you're just going to do three days of Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Um, it, with with all these people getting hurt, and I and I get it, man. Um, the tackle stores and all them they 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 do very well. But when when you're talking about the safety of people, um, it's not safe. It's just not safe. No, you get too many people packed into a short window like that. I mean, you know. And I also sent everybody an email this week, and may as well throw that out there. They're going to have scoping meetings relative to the the discussion of. The decrease in harvest to end overfishing the stocks because of um, what they consider a kill ratio right. in certain bottom fishing areas. And I know that that's a hard one to talk about. Um, it's a hard one to talk about because, Jeff, you're talking about 
you're talking about the Atlantic Ocean, yeah. right? Yeah. You could only fish so many days. Yeah. Well, what what they're talking you know, about is closing, having no fishing zones. Right. Correct. Essentially, areas yeah. in the ocean that are closed for any kind of fishing, and uh, and that's probably going to be a, a next step type of thing. So yeah, hang tight. All right, let's let's take a break. Yep. And uh, just wanted to let everybody know that we've got a special guest coming up to join us at nine fifteen, and it's Mr. Dave Edwards who. Uh, Tall Times Consulting, he used to work up in Georgia at Cabin Bluff, now works at White Oak Plantation, and recently he had an experience, and if you look at the post that uh, was put up a couple days ago on our Facebook Instagram page, he had a scary situation in Alabama when he was on a deer hunt when a a deer stand gave away. Mm Mm-hmm. And we are going to get the complete story. He did make it, and he lived to tell, and, um, and so... Even though deer season is pretty much wrapped up for most people, and even though it might be extended, I guess, in parts of the Panhandle and Alabama, et cetera, uh, this is, I think, a great learning experience to hear Dave's story and why he was able to walk away from a scary situation. Yep. So that's coming up at 9.15, and I'm sure we'll talk some other outdoors with, with Dave because uh, Dave is on the the the, the many-time winning El Cheapo Sheephead uh, team oh, that has dominated the Wow, did you see how he did that? Yeah, 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 he did too, man. Just oh, greased that in. Yeah. He just did a thing. Yeah. Greased that and right And by the way, uh-huh. he did He did catch the big fish last uh, mm-hmm. uh, two years ago. That's right. Yep. You you screwed him out of the wind, didn't you? Yeah, yep, yep. Ooh, Ooh, that was harsh, Chris. Should have put him in a slurry, right, yeah, Chris? Last boy. Last year he got the big fish and uh, and I should have listened to Fred. We might have won the tournament. You screwed but, uh, the pooch, baby. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, I hey, can tell you that. Uh, come on, we, we, it we, happens. We we got we got we got a plan this year. There, you know, we hey, got a plan this let's year. Let's face it, there can only be one dictator per boat. And here's the here's the thing. <laughs> Here, here, here's the deal. Oh, that was okay. on the Dictator. Nope. Dictator. Yeah. Nope. nope. <laughs> Serenity, no. No I can, I can tell you this. Oh, Put the fish down. There, nope. is only, there is only one dictator on our boat, and and that's Dave Edwards because he's the one who's got our secret spot. Uh, I don't oh. see that. I can't see that happening. And, and, and I got I got to mention this because, uh, you know, with the, with the El Chipo coming up, Okay, there's another party that is out there talking some smack now. Uh-oh. Oh, mm-hmm. really? There's another team that's, that's forming that has already informed me that they want to take all the side bets they can get with the outdoor show. Oh, oh boy. Oh, okay, let's take a break, and, um, mm. and then we'll, we'll, we'll figure out who that is. Mm. And ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show, starring Captain Kurt Waltz, Ke- Captain Kevin Favor, and Dictator Jeff Lagerman. <laughs> oh, that was brutal. <laughs> that was brutal. Uh, uh, what's wrong with that? I like that. That sounds good to yeah. me. Yeah, that's that's that, that's good stuff. So, and the reason know. reason we're 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 having a little bit of fun with that is that you know there always does have to be one captain to the ship, and and Kirk is the captain in his boat, and he's been 
on numerous losing teams for the El Cheapo. And uh, yep, Captain Obvious here is always winning them all, all winning them all, almost. <laughs> you know? Well, he won that one year, you know, when he got second place. And, oh yeah, nothing to and, it. But you know what, I dude, he he had he had the best inside knowledge of any tournament that I could ever remember. Oh, the day the day that the guy rolled up in the yeah. John boat from Georgia. Yeah, oh my I mean, God. hey, look, I mean that's what you do. You know, I mean I look I fish kingfish tournaments, right? And and, and I get a lot of phone calls because I, Kirk and I are fishing every day mm-hmm. on the beach and, 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 and I get it. But the intel that Kirk got on on that particular spot it was, money. was 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 one of the greatest stories it was money. A- a- absolutely, because you had to ask. You had to. Yeah, you had to ask. I mean, you got a guy well, there with a, a John boat and a be, got a horse trailer, and behind okay, the so horse you, trailer you, is a John you boat. Tell the story again. Yeah, yeah you do. Kind of give us another Cliff Cliff Notes version of it. So, real short, go out and fish one day. You know, like how month, how how long before the El Cheapo? It, it was a month before the a El month? Cheapo. Okay. About a month before the El Cheapo. You know, between I'd say between two and four weeks before the El Cheapo. And I go down and do a charter at the boat ramp, mm-hmm. come in in the afternoon. Everybody's gone, just me and this guy. This guy's got his wife and his daughter. She's a hunter jumper, so she takes her horses to these shows, and they jump. And they were actually from Texas. And Oh, I thought they were from Georgia. I think they were, I'm pretty sure they were from Texas. And they came in, and they were doing this, this hunter jumper thing. And they had the truck with the trailer for the horses, and then they had another truck – and they were towing a John boat. And I'm like, oh, you know. And he goes, yeah, we've got, we've got friends. We've got a trailer up here at Hannah Park. We're staying in Hannah Park. We're going to a hunter jumper show on the west side. You know, y'all got a really nice center here and all that stuff. We decided to go fishing. And so I'm like, well, that's nice, you know. And I, I took my bucket over to the table. And he comes walking out of the, you know, the John boat with his bucket. And I'm on one side and he's on the other side. And he dumps these three sheephead out. And I'm going, holy smoke. My guys are going. <laughs> Look at the size of those things. I'm like, they're huge. Right. They're 12, 13-pound fish. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. All of them. And I'm going, my God, they're, they're, they're dinosaurs. And I don't say a thing. Yeah. You know? I'm just like, wow. You know? And I'm over there cutting my fish. And I just kind of the conversation, well, hey, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> so you knew around her? Yep, yep, yep. I've never fished here before. You know, we just came to the bait shop, and we bought some fiddlers and some crabs and some shrimp and guy just told us to go up the river and find some, you know, either pylons, uh, docks, or or rocks. And anything would look old, that's the better spot to fish. And he said, we pulled up on the one spot, and we started fishing. And he said, we didn't catch anything at first. And all of a sudden, we hung one of these things. And he goes, I've never seen anything like this before, a fish with teeth. And I'm going, well, you're going to find that's the best eating fish in the river, period. Uh-huh. You know, conversation kept going along. And I said, so, uh... You know, uh, up the river, huh? He goes, yeah, <laughs> yep. <laughs> Jeff, it was so funny. Uh, yeah. He's like he's like a typical bass fisherman, uh-huh. you know, that's not going to give out a lot of information. And his wife goes, yeah, you just go over to that dock over there. And we actually, there was a bolt sticking out. We, we stuck a Dixie cup on the end of it. And I'm like, really? <laughs> I said, about where? And she goes, right up there. It's a couple miles up there. You'll If you look, you'll find it. I can't remember what the house looked like. And I'm like. I'll find it. <laughs> I swear I went out the next day. I did my charter. I dropped my clients off. We cleaned the fish. I got right back in the boat. I go, 
I got to go find it. Yeah. And I'll never forget, I, I was by myself. I ran up the river. I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking. I'm, going, I'm never going to find this dock. It's just not going to happen. The wind could have blown the, the cup off yeah. or whatever it is. And lo and behold, I pull up, and there's this old beat-up dock, and there's that cup. And I'm like, holy smoke. <laughs> there it is. And I, it's like a cat finding something. Right, you're looking around. Oh, you got yeah. it. Yeah, I'm looking around going, oh, God, I nobody sees it. And there's people running around the river. It's like a Sunday, and I'm going, okay. Let me just throw one bait, one bait. You know, right. so I pull up, drop the trolling motor, put a crab on, put a double fiddler crab on, throw a jig out. It goes bounce, bounce, and all of a sudden, thump, and I felt it. And I was like, that's a fish. I set the hook, pull it in, eight pounds. First one. Right. And I'm like, holy Time smoke. Time to go. I, I know. I said, you know what? I'm going to do it one more time. Oh, no, you oh. didn't. Yep, I did. I said, I'm going to do it one more. I threw it in the boat. Actually, I did the bass thing. I threw it in the boat and laid the rod down with the fish still hooked to the jig, bouncing in the rod. boat, and grabbed another rod. Put a fiddler on there, threw it up there. Same thing, same size fish. I said, I'm, I'm out of here. I looked around like, has anybody seen me? Anybody see that? Nobody saw that? And I just eased off real slow, went back to the boat ramp. And I didn't even clean the fish that day. I waited till the next day when I had another charter and, and cleaned the fish that day. I just left them in ice. But that's, so, that's the question, truth. Yeah, that, that's has, great. Is that spot, I mean, obviously, you ended up getting a second-place fish uh, out of that spot, which was awesome. And uh, He got beat with you, a 13-pounder. I know, which I is know. crazy. Yeah. Which is crazy. I mean, we've both gotten beat with, with uh, fish that yep. have been, actually, three times we have gotten second place. Mm -hmm. Kirk got it once, and then my team got it twice uh, on the fish from last year and then a few years ago. And my question is, is that, has that spot still produced for you at times? It it does. It's hit okay, and miss. Good. I mean, I know that I actually I actually didn't fish it for about a month after the El Cheapo, the year I won mm -hmm. or came in second. And went back with a charter. And I had these two guys from out of town. They were bass fishermen. And that's all they had ever done. And I said, Well, you're gonna love our fishery. It's a lot of fun. You know, and you, it's yeah. April, yeah. you know, for, oh, for yeah. crying out yeah, loud. Yeah, yeah. It's fired up. Everything's biting. So we went out the rocks and played around out there and I said, I got a spot up the river. Y'all like y'all like sheephead? And they're like, We never heard of a sheephead. I said, You're gonna love this. You like setting a hook. And we ran up there and I bet we caught ten. And they were all five to seven pound fish, mm. you know. So it has it has produced on occasion. Now I've gone in there many times and pitched up baits in there and never caught a thing yeah you know? okay, well that's like any spot all right jeff so are we, you, you you teased you teased everybody about there's a new team that, mm -hmm. that that's that's out there that's you know that wants to take on you and and kirk and oh yeah they're done I, I think they're taking all all known people uh oh. and the team is Team Angie Subs. Oh, wouldn't that? Yeah, okay. Ed yeah, Malin. That doesn't surprise me. Okay, Ed Malin. Uh -huh. Okay. And uh, and take a guess of the beginning. Now, I don't know how many people he's going to have okay, in the boat. Uh, Otto Groon. Uh, well, I don't know. I don't know if Otto's got an invite, but I can tell you that Chef Gordon has, uh, has agreed to participate. Oh, so, my. Ed Malin, Gordon... And they are taking all side bets with us. So it's just going to be the two of them? I don't know. I don't know. If, I mean, you know, Ed, he might end up having 15 people in his boat. Private people with yeah, subs, he's you know. Got a, he's got a 26-foot Blackwood, right? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, something this, like that. And, 
Ed been known to bend the rules a little bit. Jeff, he won't come 50 yards from the jetties with that boat. He won't be near (laughs) a bridge with that boat, okay? I mean, this is sheep's head fishing, bro. You got to get up there and get close and personal. You got to get dirty. You got to get dirty, exactly. And and Ed ain't getting dirty in that boat. I tell you that right now. They, they, They might be borrowing a boat, but they ain't taking his black one up there. Well, you know he's going to come up with a dinger. Somewhere in there, he's going to go through that restaurant and go, hmm, uh, I'm going to ask Spencer Brogdon or some one of the, the old peer rats or something like yeah, that yeah, to yeah, come yeah, over yeah, and help Yeah, 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 yeah. He's going he's gonna to have a ringer. Uh, oh, he's oh, going to yeah. have oh, yeah. a ringer. Yeah. yeah. Ain't no doubt. Yeah, yeah. All of a sudden, you're going to see like four guys get on his boat with him and Gordon, and those four guys. Look like a SWAT wear, team. <laughs> no, they, they exactly. They wear Mayport Nikes every day of yeah, their life. Yeah, yeah. They'll have the, the, the flannel shirts on untucked. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The uh, the rain bibs, and then they're going to have the white marine uh, uh, boots. Uh-huh. <laughs> Those are the Mayport Nikes. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. No, no question. All right, when we come back, Jeff, we got an LV Hires gear tip of the week right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. Welcome back to the Nimic Chevrolet Outdoor Show. It's time now for LV Hires Inc. Gear Tip of the Week. LV Hires supplies quality fuels and lubricants all across the Southeast, and they can take care of your business or your job site. And all you got to do is go to LVHIERS.com to learn more. All right, uh, I got a gear tip for you guys, okay? And I threw you a little bit of a curveball, Kevin, because I know you were thinking about maybe some traps or something like that. Yeah, Beaver no, no, and I'm, I'm sitting here looking at it, and, and, and my, honestly, my first thought was, what the hell, right? And, yeah. and, and, and then I start thinking about this because I, I don't know why, like, but on my clay road, mm-hmm. it, it seems to be a magnet for empty beer cans. Of course, mm. you know, oh, yeah. and 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 I really don't I want to reach down there and pick up an old nasty. Seriously, you know, I mean, or I'm old you. water bottle and stuff, and you know, and, and I'm sitting there looking at this. That that would be perfect. Now, first off, I could get my exercise, Jeff, by That's walking correct. up and down the road, yeah. take me a five gallon bucket, and yep. this is this yeah. is actually pretty cool. Yeah, the uh, <clears throat> and. I kind of learned this trick from a guy that I knew a long time and uh, Bubba's Lawn Service from, and his name was Lonnie and, and Super Guy. And, uh, and he would, and guys that are commercial landscape guys, they'll be riding those zero turn mowers <clears throat> like the Gravelys from yeah. Coastal Equipment. And they've got these things called pick sticks, which they're riding on the, on the machine. And so when they come across a piece of trash so that they don't have to get off of the machine, it's a, it's a grabber, you know, and it's like 36 inches to maybe 48 inches long. And so basically it's, you know, you reach over, pick up a piece of trash mm-hmm. by squeezing the, 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 the handle trigger and it's got a grabber on the end of it. Right. Well, these things are awesome. First of all, for picking up trash, Kevin, like you're talking about on you know your county road, I do the same thing. If you've got a, a bunch of pine trees in your front yard, so you don't have to bend over to pick up the pine cones or if you're picking up sticks and debris in your front yard, or if you're having to pick up a bunch of trash from people that are just absolutely freaking clueless and they're <laughs> litter bugs, which drive me crazy. I hate that too. Which I have a major problem. I, I think our mayor needs to do a better job of encouraging people to clean up in Jacksonville. And I think that we need to, uh, everybody needs to get a pick stick 
and help pick up the trash mm -hmm. in our beautiful city. And these pick sticks you can buy, uh, they've got them at Northern Tool. That's the one that I ended up finding a place that had the longer one because mm -hmm. I, you know, I, I like the real long one because I'm taller. Mm -hmm. And uh, you don't have to bend over at all. And that's where I found one that was like 48 inches long or however long it is. It's the long one though. And yeah. then we have a shorter one that Taylor uses, et cetera. But these things are great for picking up trash, picking up pine cones, picking up uh, yard debris, whatever. And they're not very expensive. I mean, I think they're like 20 in the $20 range, 20 to $30 range, you know, for yep. one of these things. And, so, and, uh, and Jeff, I'm digging the outfit. You like that? Yeah, because, I mean, you look like you're getting ready to go play golf. You got the khaki shorts on. Yeah. You know, you know and I'm thinking, that's not a picture of picking up trash that, that I would, that, that, but but it, you, you, you look you look good, you Li know? In my hood, man. Yeah. In my hood, I'm picking it's, up trash right there. It's living on the beach. That's right. It's yeah. wearing on him. Yeah, it's wearing on him, no doubt. You know, you got the outdoor show hat that kind of matches. Absolutely. The, man, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, you should see me in my redneck gear when I'm up in Georgia picking up <laughs> trash like you on the county road. I look completely different. Yeah, that's right. That's, that's good stuff. But that's, that's your LB that, Hires that, Inc. gear tip LB of the week, Hires man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. Pick sticks. Uh, pick Northern sticks, Tool has them. I'm sure you could get them at the uh, the Evil Empire Amazon. Mm -hmm. uh, but I, I don't want to get a mail order pick stick just because of the chances of it arriving broken mm -hmm. because it's, you know, it's, a, it's not exactly solid steel. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Better go to pick it up. Yeah, better just just to go get it. But Northern Tool has uh, when I saw the long one at Northern Tool because everywhere else I'd never seen the long one. Yeah, I hate the short ones. You got to bend way over to pick that yeah. stuff up with. Yeah, All right, the we... short ones are nice because it's easier to get the trash in the bucket, Kevin. Uh -huh. Yep. Okay? Yep. Yep. I make that makes sense. Does that you head know, swivel so... on the end of that thing? Uh, no, it does not. Not on the one that I got. Because I was thinking you could use that, and if you're short in, in a house and you got cereal boxes up in the cabinets or something like that, <laughs> you need to reach up and grab the cereal. <laughs> That's not a bad idea. All right, let's go talk to Top Gun this morning. I'm back. Mm -hmm. How you doing? Good morning, Top Gun. Logs, you're not sick, are you? No, I got. I, I we have. Uh, we have a couple members of the family that are not feeling great, and out of an abundance of caution, there's no reason to have me or uh, uh, to be around other people that are healthy. You know what I mean? Correct the mundo. I got a Top Gun salute, Coach Doug Peterson. Mm -hmm. Welcome to Jayville, Coach. I hope you can turn this thing around and get us to the playoffs once again. And get some players. players. We need some players. Yeah, I, 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 um, I was excited to hear that news. Um, yeah, on me fr too. Fr Friday morning, that was Jeff. I know, you know, we, we don't talk about this much on the air. You you and I had had some conversations, and it kind of seemed to be consensus of of who we thought would be a good coach in the very beginning. So, I think it's I think it's excellent. Yeah, yeah, I've I'm heard, excited. I've heard that. Uh, First of all, Doug played uh, uh, back in my era. Me and him are about the same age, mm -hmm. and uh, he played longer as a backup quarterback. And uh, I can tell you this from all of my information: he's a great guy. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Jacksonville's going to be thrilled to have him. And he's a proven football coach. And uh, yeah, you can, Kevin. I know and understand, and certainly that everybody's like, you know, why did it take us so long to? to hire him when he was the first guy or one of the first guys interviewed because he was 
available to be interviewed when the Jaguars had Correct. a kind of head start on everything. And so you can certainly you have some questions about the timeliness of it, but uh, but, but make no mistake, uh, he's a really good hire. Well, hopefully yeah. hopefully you'll have fun once again doing the coaches show, Jeff. I, I, I would yeah. like that, Kevin. <laughs> For a yeah, there you go. <laughs> hey, I got a... I got a hypothetical for you. You mm. like hypotheticals? Sure. Yeah, fire away. I just away. happened to think of it the other day. You go hunting with your wives, and you're going deer hunting. Mm-hmm. So you're on the way to your spot, and you go, honey, the first deer we see is all yours. So she goes, okay, great. So you get to your place, and, you know, you kind of got a clearing and woods on both sides, and, all of a sudden, about 50 yards away, this deer walks out like right in the middle, like he's not concerned about anything. And you go, you see him, you see him? And she goes, yeah. And she picks up a rifle and scopes him in. And she goes, oh, my God. So you pick up your rifle and scope him in. And he's a buck, almost as big as a horse, and got a rack with 30 points. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. And you're going, you got him, you got him. And she goes, yep. And all of a sudden she sets her rifle down and she says, I can't do it. He's just too magnificent. Do you say, do you mind if I shoot him? Or do you also lay your rifle down and say, yeah, he is. Or did you just blast away? I would. I wouldn't let her finish the sentence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. As soon as the gun came off her face, yeah. I'd already put it, pulled the trigger. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I I figured you would say that. You but, guys but are a bunch of romantics. Better to Don't ask for to forgiveness get no homemade than permission. Birthday, Amen. That's it. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Because here, here's what would have happened. Okay. I would have had if it's if it's that big of a deer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't bring the you don't even bring the rifle up. I would have already had my rifle up mm-hmm. because I am going to be what what I call an insurance shot. So when after <laughs> she shoots, I'm going to follow it up just to make sure right. that this deer of a lifetime is going to you know be where it's at and give you know two shots is always better than one. You'd so, probably like be said, shaking a little bit too, wouldn't you, if you saw that? Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's, yeah, you know, that's yeah. part of it. Part of it. Yeah. yeah. You love it. Hey, uh, this uh, blonde calls her husband on the phone. He's at work. And she says, honey, I can't get the car started. And he says, uh, is there gas in it? And she says, well, I'm looking at that little round thing on the dash. And it's got an E on one end and an F on the other end, and that little red indicator thing is right in the middle. And he says, well, sounds like you've got plenty of gas, and he's frustrated because he's working. And uh, she says, do you think I could possibly have uh, water in the carburetor or the distributor caps? And he says, how on earth would you possibly know anything about water in a carburetor or in the distributor caps. And she says, because I just drove into the middle of the canal. LTS, baby! (laughs) Give it to me, Jeff. 
Yeah. Man, when's the last time you saw a distributor cap? Yeah, no kidding. Holy yeah, I was going to say, even, yeah. are there even distributor caps on no. the on carburetors? The new no. Yeah. yeah. I miss that. I miss carburetors. I miss carburetors. I used to have fun working on cars. Heck yeah. I mean, we used to take them all apart, take yeah. the heads off, take them in, get them ground off. Cuz, cuz always did that. Cuz Bobby. I mean, they they always working on something, and I was like, dude, get this thing put back together so we can go hunting. Yeah, <laughs> I hear you. Yeah. All right, uh, let's take a break, yeah, uh, folks. If, if you've got a garage or a patio that's got a concrete surface and you need to gussy it up, make it nice. Okay, Shark Coatings does a tremendous job. It's it's so much more advanced and better than the old two-part epoxy that uh, for years has been put in garages. And you remember how where you park your car, the paint never or the epoxy never stays where the tires were at? Well, that doesn't happen with shark coatings. And you can do patios, you can do walkways, you can do garages, you can do absolutely anything you want to do, concrete-wise, with a shark coating covering. All you got to do is go social media or Google and just type in shark coatings and it will take you where you need to go. Shark coatings is a great, great way to do things here in Jacksonville and great people. And it's a one day job now in and out in one day. And you're listening to the Nimnik Buick GMC outdoor show right here on 1010XL 92.5 FM. All right, so logs. We were at the boat show last weekend, which was which mm-hmm. was great, right? So if you if you went in there and and you you bought a boat, and you know you recently had like C and H Marine come in and build you a dock, right? Yep. yep but yep. but 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 you've got to have something to do with the trailer. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, all those people that bought boats are like, uh oh, you know, we we've, we've got a dock, or we're going to put it in dry storage. What, what are you going to do with it? You're not going to put it in your front yard because HOA is coming, right? Well, everybody's got HOA now. I'm sorry, and, but they do. And it rots out the tires. It just uh, sits. Yeah, yeah. Not good for yeah, it. Yeah, so call Stack M Storage or just go to stackmstorage.com. They'll come out and, and pick up your trailer. And obviously, if it's a brand new one, you don't need a five-point inspection. But if you've got an older trailer and you want them to take care of it, they'll do that. And then when you need it back, all you got to do is call them, and they'll bring the trailer back to you. Just go to stackmstorage.com. Pretty cool easy stuff. Easy enough. Yeah, easy yeah. enough. That's right. All right, so uh, uh, earlier in the week on mm-hmm. our Facebook page, really, really cool story because uh, we had uh, Leon Dana join us at the boat show. Yes. And I think it was the next day or the within the next day or two, he sends a picture to me. I'm like, oh, my goodness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he caught this triple tail somewhere in the fog of Palm Valley. Yeah, and that was a heck of a triple tail, man. Yeah, and, and and if you remember right, you remember how nasty it was on Saturday. Mm-hmm. He yeah, caught that, he caught that fish on Sunday morning. He went, uh, yeah. I'm good, like, good gosh. you're tough, brother. Uh, yeah, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. It's uh, and, and I, it, it's funny because um, I had him tell the story on the the forecast show on on Thursday, and um, quite interesting. But it, it's uh, it that that fish ate. A mud minnow on a jig head, and I think he said it ended up weighing like a little over eight pounds. It's a it's a heck of a fish, and they That's eat great so fish. good. They do eat so good. Great fish, and uh, definitely there's been a. It looks like there's been a little Photoshop. Oh stuff yeah, kind of 
been uh, done on that. I'd, I'd say major. That's like the artificial uh, fog to me. <laughs> I would absolutely have done a photoshopped uh, job on that too. I don't want people seeing my spot. Or well, you can take the, <laughs> take the fi- take a picture of the fish looking down like we did when we yeah. took the pictures. You know. Yeah. The uh, the other picture that was up. Uh, the welcome to the. Uh, Nimnik family of dealerships outdoor shows live at a uh, great, uh, great day fishing there with Captain Kirk. That's my son Dylan with the redfish. And uh, that's that bull bay rod that, uh, that he used to catch that fish, which uh, that's a cool rod, man. And I just noticed something about the pig stick. Okay. My Taylor, my daughter. Uh-huh. Yeah, her expression. She is mean mugging. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, she's like, I don't want to do this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dad's got her out there helping pick up trash, but no, we yeah. <laughs> gave a, a look, but we were actually making it a competition and we were having fun. But uh, the picture looks like she's totally <laughs> well, being would like make a child a competition labor law. With his 12 year old daughter picking up trash. That's heck that, yeah. That's and awesome. he was talking trash. The oh, whole he was time. talking trash. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> look at that water bottle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So did, so did you guys like my Kirby Co. cooking tip of the week? I love it. I mean, simply for for the fact... I didn't look at it. What? I did not. Okay, so mine's going to be a little shorter than than Captain Kirk's. Um, Chris, I'm going to ask you, I'm going to go around the table here. Do you like pork rinds? I do. I do, too. I do. Captain Kirk? I do. I love them. Okay, Jeff? Uh, No. Did you bring? Did you bring some in for us to, to sample? <laughs> okay, so so anyone, and, and this is your Kirby Co. cooking tip of the week. Seriously, this is funny because my wife is not a big pork rind fan either. All right, and she actually found these. They're they're, they're made by a company called Turkey Creek, and they're not in the typical potato chip section. That you, right. you know, that you go and you got your ruffles and your Cheetos. And, and, Don't tell and, me these are in the health food section. No, they're not in the health food section, but they, but they usually have their own stand because Turkey Creek makes other products. Right. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you, you know those, those, those big puffy pork rinds? I don't like the big puffy ones. Right. Yeah. And, and, then, they, and yeah. then they make the little skinny ones that break your teeth. Yeah. Okay, well, like rocks. Yeah. Well, I hate for, those. First off, the, yeah, they're terrible and they're terrible for you. These are right in between. And they, they make a barbecue and a, and a hot, and the barbecue is awesome. It's and it's not like 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 total barbecue. Like you can still taste the pork rind. They are they are the best pork rinds. And my wife my wife actually enjoys them. She actually eats these. She she nice. yeah you know I mean and she's pretty picky about what she eats. I mean that she likes to eat healthy, um, but. And it was kind of her idea. She's like, you know, you use you need to use this for a Kirby Co. cooking tip of the week sometime. I'm like, you're right. Because and, and here's the deal. They're hard as hell to find. Right. I mean, they sell out. Um, I, the, I did find them um, at Winn-Dixie um, a few weeks ago. Really? And and, and okay. ever since then, uh, I've gone back to that Winn-Dixie. But, but and, they're, and, and they're sold out. But they're not in the potato chip aisle. They're, 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 they're like at the very end of the, the, the potato chip aisle. Okay. Um, you know, or, or they're, they're not, they're not always like when you go into a convenience store, right. They're not in the potato chip aisle. They're going to be in a, in a separate display somewhere in the store. But if you see these Turkey Creek pork rinds, I'm telling you, try them. They're, they're outstanding. Do you guys see where they've come out with uh, fried chicken skins? Y'all seen those? I've I, seen I, ads I, for I them. Have, yeah. I, I have too. And uh, have you tried them? No. Not that brave. I'm not in. Yeah. Yeah, but I, 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 I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that have opinions on 
on, on park rides. That's why, you know, it's the outdoor show. Right. You know? I right. mean, but I love them. I, I, you know, I'll I, eat them. Yeah. I'll, I'll eat a bag I, of them. I, I just, I can't do it, man. I've never been a fan of pork rinds. I mean, it's, I mean, trust me, I love, I love pork, uh, pork sandwiches, bacon, <laughs> bacon, sausage. Yep. I mean, I love everything about eating a pig, but pork rinds, uh-uh. I'm not doing it. <laughs> See, I can, I can eat them. I can just eat them in small doses. Like, I can't house a bag of pork rinds. You know, I could house a bag wait, of wait, chips. Wait, wait, wait. I can't house a bag of pork rinds. Right. <laughs> what does house mean? You mean to eat the whole them? thing? Eat the whole thing? Crush it. <laughs> so, I don't know. Hey, I'll, I'll, I'll I can. Yeah, up, I can. I, I can. I, I, yeah. I, I mean, if know, I'm it, hungry. Yeah. I mean, to me, it's 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 really light. It it's is. Not, it's not like it's going to really super fill you up, make you feel all bloated or anything like that. No. No, especially these because, like I said, they're not those those big giant puffy ones. Right, you know, yeah. they're they're kind of the medium. Try them. I'm telling you, if you if, if, the next time you go in a convenience store or 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 public, I don't know if public carries them, but I know when Dixie does. Okay, and and, and try it. It's it's uh, you, you'll 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 say, damn. I'm going to Walmart today after the show. Okay, all right. I don't you know think? if Walmart has them, but you, look, you know, the hell they carry everything. Is this, so. Yeah, is this tur- is this tur- a Walmart just, quality food? Tur- turkey, yeah, Turkey Creek. It's good stuff. Yeah, these new these new chicken chips are called flocks. No way. Yep. 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 <laughs> and chicken see, skins. now I love. I mean, I like if I'm eating fried chicken. Yeah. Like I'm a I'm all up over that skin, right? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. So good. Yeah, I right. I know. Well, I'll never forget when it's I really was really good for you. But as a chip, that just seems kind of weird. Yep. It's called. All right, so I, I I put it up on our on our Facebook page and Instagram page. Okay. Well, well, Facebook. I'm not sure about Instagram. I'm not. Uh, I, uh-huh. I'm, I don't. I don't, I don't have the swab. Oh, we're gonna. We'll, you, you'll get some feedback. From, okay. From, from pork rinds. And uh, and make a comment there on on our Facebook page or Instagram page if you're a fan of pork rinds or or not. And if you have a different brand that you like, put it up there so that uh, that all you. Pork rind eating connoisseurs can share your your information. Now I think the aficionados That's borderline call them, insulting. Don't they call them chicarons? Chicarons. Aren't those the same thing? I don't know. Chicarons. Yeah. yeah, that's right. You're yeah. right. Yeah, I think huh? I think that's I yeah. think that's for the Pontevedra folk. They call them chicarons. Chicarons. Hey, yeah. so logs. You you stop at, at at the old flash foods there in Waycross. You're, you know, you're kind of hungry. You're getting gas. You're like, man, I'm going to go in there and grab something to eat. So, what, what, what's your, what's your go to if it's, if it's not pork rinds? Oh, I'm a, Jerky. I'm a total uh, peanut butter cracker guy. Oh, okay, well, man, I eat tons of them. Lance crackers, <laughs> like, buddy. Dude, I, I, Cheese I, peanut I wear butter. Those out in, Me too. In, in the tree stand on the boat. Absolutely. I peanut buy a box crackers. of those a month. Yep. And then uh, the 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 second go to would be the um, Jack Links. There it is. Beef jerky. I knew you're a jerky oh, yeah. guy. Yep, one hundred percent. And I, in fact, I had a bag of of that uh, a couple days ago as lunch. It was the Jack Links teriyaki. Teriyaki. Yeah, that's my favorite. Yeah, they're they're very. I yeah. like the pepper too. I like the trapper. Yep. You the, can go uh, to, the old trappers. Are good. Old trapper at yep. Academy. Yeah. The teriyaki is really moist and good. See, I'll knock down a Slim Jim, too. I ain't afraid of dude, that. Dude, I love I Slim, Jim. Slim Jim. Oh, come on. But, no, dude, but dude, I, you know, I figured for sure you were going to say Fritos. 
Yeah, I did too. I mean, every time I'm with too. you and we That's go fishing, true. you you bring a bag and, of Fritos. And by the way, oh, Chris, the the Tabasco Slim Jim. Oh, I haven't is had outstanding. Ooh. Outstanding. All right, now, let, see, let, let, go ahead. Fritos, though, you gotta have you Jeez. gotta have like some cracked cheese or a bean dip uh-huh. or something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Okay. All right, let's take a break, and when we come back, we'll... we gotta make a cookbook. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Absolutely. That's a yeah. Yeah. Yep. Outdoor show crack cheese cookbook. Pork rinds. I mean, pork. Chick- <laughs> chickaroon. Chickaroon. <laughs> pork rind sandwich. Uh, if you want to give us a call, 641-1010. You're listening to the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show. Hey, uh, Coastal, okay, uh, Hagen Coastal Out. Outfitters is your place to get uh, your stand-up paddle boards, kayaks, fishing equipment, the whole nine yards, and uh, uh, that's where I've gotten uh, three Old Towns kayaks, and <laughs> everybody's got them. So, yeah, so uh, I'm just wondering when we're going to have to get a fourth for Taylor, our daughter. But anyway, we love it, and uh, if you wanted to have a little bit of uh, peace and quiet on the water, go get yourself a stand-up paddleboard, a kayak, or whatever from Hagen Coastal Outfitters. All right, so... Every week, and I know we got a phone call we're going to get to here in just a minute. Yep. Every week, we always have something that kind of raises the interest of our of our listeners. Uh-huh. Okay, first of all, kudos to Jason Adams. He, uh, he actually is dropping off his wife's sled, which is her vehicle, which, by the way, is a very nice Toyota. At, uh, he's dropping it off at Tire Outlet to get it serviced. Very so, nice. So we give him extra credit because he sends us a picture of him dropping off the wife's car at Tire Outlet. That's serviced. Cool. Nice. Okay. And then he wanted to clarify something for you pork rind aficionados uh-huh. and Chris. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. and Chris. <laughs> okay. And Chris. Yes. Uh, he said chickarones. Is that? Uh, yes. Assuming how That's you right. Chickarones. Mm-hmm. Chickarones are different than pork rinds because it's the edge of the bacon slash skin that's like really tough, so they fry it up really, really, really crispy. They'll almost break your teeth. Okay, uh, so I didn't. Oh, he's to... wrong on this. Okay, he's it, wrong. He's wrong on this because uh, right, if you look at Turkey Creek, it says chickarones right on the bag, yep. and and I can tell you they don't break your teeth. They're 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 nice and soft. Okay, and Sam I, I'm Foles... telling you, he might be right on the on 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 the particular meat, mm. which is why maybe they're right. better. Yeah. Okay. Because, uh, Sam because Folds Jim, go ahead, go likes ahead. his uh, pork rinds with a little bit of hot sauce. And then we already have people commenting <laughs> on the pork rinds post. Uh-huh. And it's ridiculous how many people are. I mean, John says, uh, Jeep, deep fried chicken gizzards, add some hot sauce with the pork rinds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Excuse me. Come on. No. Oh, I like the one where he says, yeah. microwave the bag for 75 seconds. Yeah, that's Brian Booker. He, that's he said, genius. Uh, that is. That's a great idea. I mean, I've but, thought like, about that. No, you yeah, but you can't microwave it in a plastic bag, dude. Yeah. Yeah, you can't. Uh, okay, you. so I didn't say that. I just, so I throw them in a, you know, a, a little Tupperware and okay, warm now, them up. Okay, now Lee, th- I like this. I probably could eat one of these. He said he uses his pork rinds to scoop up cracked cheese. Oh, okay. Come okay. on now. Who is that, Lee? Yeah. That's Lee, Lee Bowman. Yeah. Oh, love yeah. you, Lee. And see, Good Scott's call. already found them. Scott Griffin's already found them. He said you can get them on Amazon. 
Amazon, yeah. There you go. Uh, how about yeah. that? The, the evil empire. Yeah, I know it. So, so so it's d- definitely Jeff. I think you're in the minority here. Yep, it sounds That's like okay. it. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. I'll stay, I'm I'll not stay saying everybody minority. likes pork rinds, but it's it's a uh, anyway. Let's let's go talk to Greg. He's got a pork rind story. <laughs> got a take. Okay, Greg. How y'all doing? What's how up? You, how you guys doing this morning? Good. We're doing good. good. So so look, a couple of years ago, I was up in the Georgia mountains, and we went to an apple orchard. Uh-huh. Uh, not where they grow them, but where they sell them. You yeah, know? Yep, oh, okay. I got you. And, uh, there's two guys out front, Brian, pork rind. Fresh. Oh, wow. Man, that they was. were so good. And I ain't a pork rind guy either. Okay. But, uh, but man, they was good. I mean, it's, it was crispy when they got, you know, when you bit into them, and they just melt in your mouth. That's, so, I've never I had like a fresh one. Like that. Uh-oh. I haven't either. <laughs> Never had a fresh uh, one, but I would no. love that. Oh, oh, they were so good, and they had some kind of spice in there. And oh man, they were so good. <laughs> anyway, that's my story. Thank you. Thanks, <laughs> Greg. I love it. Yeah, that's 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 a good story. I, I didn't. I mean, I've never seen them. You know, I've seen Jeff the bull peanuts, and you know, they sell all kinds of things. The Bayport shrimp. Yeah. You know, yeah. but yeah. I, I've never seen. <laughs> Fresh fries. Fresh fries. fries. Yeah, I haven't either. That's a new one. Because I want to see the piece of meat yeah. that they're putting in there. Could be a pig right out of an apple <laughs> orchard, you know? Been eating apples. Maybe that's why it tastes uh, so good. I, I, well, here's, here's the thing. I, yeah. I, I'm, I might like that because it's fresh. Uh-huh. Because here's the thing. Do you like eating an, uh, a soggy old French fry? No, that's, that's the worst. Oh, it's terrible. You got it, or a tater tot. I mean, it, the, it's the worst. as soon as they come out of the yeah. uh, of the of the oil, that's when you got to eat them. Yeah. I like them really extra crispy, actually. Right. So, I, I, Jeff, I'm just rind. just just give this a chance. It, it, they they make little bags. Just just I'm just telling you, you okay. you you you'll just change, suck it up, you you'll, baby. You'll, you'll change your mind. You'll be like, you know what, Favors kind of onto something here. I'm telling you. Kenny's got the best pork rind. You played professional football, yeah. and you're telling me that you can't eat a bag of pork rind. <laughs> what happened to you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, boy. Go get your trash picker upper and yep, your khakis. The old dictator's going down. <laughs> <laughs> going down and, you know, the, it's just going down. Uh, let's go talk to Kenny this morning. Good morning, Kenny. Morning, guys. Hey. I don't know how they get them hot, but Palm's Fish Camp has pork rinds. They're seasoned pork rinds. They come with like a seafood, a fish spread. It is amazing. Uh, wait, wait, where? Palm's Restaurant Palm's right Fish there. Palm's Fish Camp. Where's, oh. where's that? That's on the uh, on the river on St. John. you talk about the restaurant? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, the restaurant right there on uh, Hexer Drive. Amazing. You, they got a boat. You know, you can park your boat and all there, but it that that. that that dip and those pork rinds are hot, and it is it's a, the, the spread's cold, but the pork rinds are oh, hot. It's I, amazing. I, I, I want to make a road trip. That, that just sounds to, good. Yeah, yeah. you'll oh. have a good one, guys. Okay, thanks. thanks Absolutely. I, I I've never heard of a, of a restaurant, Jeff. <laughs> I've never that. heard of that in a restaurant. <laughs> I haven't either. I've been in there a few I mean, times. Come on, I you, never you, saw it on the menu. You got the Frito pie, right? I wonder what why kind of why, why not the 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 pork, pork rind, rind salad pork rind salad <laughs> pork rind salad like a crouton it's yeah. the best of put both worlds like crouton <laughs> would you put a pork rind on a salad like for a crouton no damn right 
Absolutely. Why not? I mean, come on, dude. You look, you you crunch up rich crackers, right? And put mm-hmm. it over the top of your fish or stuff like that, right? I don't think uh, I why, don't. Yeah. I'll okay, I mean, why fish. not why not why yeah. not fine up a, a pork rind up uh, and, and and put it over the top of it? I mean, well, it's worth a Captain shot. Captain Wafers taste good. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna put them on my. Okay, hey, we're, this is getting good. Let's go talk well, to. Here, here, I'm not gonna no, put them quick, on my salad. Quick, yeah, go ahead. I I love pork belly. Okay. Okay, and it, isn't pork rinds part of the pork belly? Sure it is. Yep. Sure it is. See. Yeah, you're this we're, close, Jeff. We're you're this close. But, it, but it's just the skin, right? The come pork on. rind it, it, is the skin. Come yes. on, I'm telling you, you just gotta, you just gotta try. You gotta believe. Come on, okay. leap gotta, of faith, baby, right. leap of faith. Like, gotta, I'm gonna love this call. Just gotta bite the Let, bullet. Here. Let's go talk to Lester this morning. How you doing? <laughs> you know, Man, it's been a while. There's no way that we could bring this topic up and you not call in. <laughs> That's exactly what I told him. <laughs> Damn right. Man. Hey, Jeff is good at looking on the computer. Look up Mule Day in Calgary, Georgia. They make the best tomate. All it is is like you deep frying a turkey and you throw the little chunks in there and instantly, instantly they go whoop like a parachute and go right to the top and you scoop them right off and and eat them. I, I, I cannot so wait good. to try a fresh pork rind. I, that, that, Buddy, I, it does sound good. Yes, it does. I, yes. I can't believe everybody doesn't like where I'm from. We all eat pork rind. Sure. But, uh, but, but I'm telling you guys, y'all will love it. Jeff will even like them. It's not like the store-bought we get. There's a real common man there. Just the slightest, uh, like a light crispy. Uh-huh. You know, man, the flavor, you know, you, you just... When they're hot like that, you know, like when we fry fish, you pull it out, you salt them. Whatever you put on them, you know, whoop, and fuses in there, man. You you eat it, whether it's salt or whatever you want to put on them. God, and the, the line at the, at the uh, pork rind stand is, is a it, mile it, long. It, it looks like the, the, the bull peanut stand. It does, man. A <laughs> <laughs> bull peanut stand, that's great. Uh, Jeff, with a, Jeff with a family, man, Mule Day. I've met a lot of people living in Jacksonville that actually go to Mule Day. And uh, it's a little bit before Thanksgiving right in there when they have it. It's in Calvary, Georgia. Right. Right above Havana, Florida. And, man, it, it is uh, – they have they have a mule jump. They probably don't anymore since the animal act. was used to take um. mules out on a 12-foot platform <laughs> and run them out, and you pick the best mule that jumps in the water. <laughs> <laughs> How the hell did we get on this conversation? How did we get on mule jumping? I I have no idea. No idea. But that's Lester. Yep. Yep. A mule jump? It's it's been like three weeks since he's called. It's been longer. Yeah. And so he's got he's he's built up. It's built up. Yeah. Yeah. I'm jumping all over. No, it's just where I've always seen Fort Ryan fried was at Mule Day. I love it. And Mule Day. and, And Mule Day, real quick, Lester, is where again? It's in Calvary, Georgia. Calvary. Calvary. You're not uh, making this up, Wiggum, are you? Wiggum, Georgia. Calvary, Wh- Georgia. Wiggum. 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 Mule Day. Mule Day. Okay, now that, who, are they ri- riding the mule or are they leading the mule? <laughs> no, they just lead them out there on the freaking platform and make them, them jump push in the river. Right. <laughs> Look, uh, my, my phone is blowing up about where you can find Turkey Creek pork rinds. This is awesome. I bet it, is. Yeah, it is. Lester, thanks, buddy. Good talking uh, my, to you. Hey, I've been 
reason I've been missing, man, I've been uh, wing shooting, man, back home. Good. Good. Ducks and doves, man. All right, buddy. Doves well, over now. Yeah, it is. All right, see you guys. See you, Lester. All right, so your Go phone's ahead. blowing up. So is mine. My, uh, I got LT Mazza, who does appliance repair uh, in uh, up around Hilliard and, and Callahan, also all around Jacksonville. He said the Okefenokee restaurant in Folkestone has the best pork rinds. Well, I just looked up the menu for the Palms restaurant. They have pork rinds and smoked fish dip for $12. Golly, really? I mean, oh yeah, it's a deal, man. That's awesome. Clearly, those should be called chicarones. Yes, clearly. That's that's high end stuff. It says on here chicarones. There you go. What's the difference between chicarones, pork rinds, and cracklins? uh, That's a good question. I don't know. But I know chicarones and pork rinds are the same thing. It's hmm. the same. It's the same. That's thing. That, that that that's fantastic. And and where's the place of, in Folkestone, Jeff? What's it called? It's called the Okefenokee Cafe. It as you're headed north, it's on the right hand side. I know right where it is. Yeah, yeah. I've, 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 yeah, eaten, I've, there I've eaten there before. I've never had the pork rinds there before, no. but it's a, that restaurant is excellent. Okay. All yeah, right. Okefenokee <laughs> restaurant in Folkestone. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. That, place. that might might be might be a stop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. We need to take a break. Logs, go ahead. All right, let's take a break. And, uh, folks, don't forget, if you got any HVAC issues, Thigpen Heating and Cooling, 904-448-1962. Do like we do at the Nimnik Outdoor Show. We always call Thigpen for any HVAC issues. And uh, you're listening to the Nimnik Outdoor Show right here on 1010XL. I can bet you this. You can't. I, bet, I bet my good buddy, Mark Helmut, from Pondola Cadillac, I bet he's a pork rind fan. I, he, I just, I, I, I But I, if I you can, sell Cadillacs, I, man, yeah, you got to eat chicharrones. Yeah, chicharrones, that's true. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> and and uh, folks, if you're in the market for a pre-owned vehicle, go in and tell them what you're looking for. Give them, like, mileage, price that you're looking for. And like, Again, I've talked about this. Don't, don't think it's going to be in a lot. It, it may be, but give them a couple weeks. They'll find exactly what you want at Claude Donald Cadillac, located on South South Boulevard, just north of JTB. All right, so yep. I got I got I got to clarify exactly what the difference is between pork rinds, crackling, and chicharrones. Okay. 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 Um, according to Indie Week, okay, I'm going to read you guys a little bit of the uh, <laughs> how this came about. Okay. Okay. Did Did you guys ever butcher hogs growing up, Kevin? Absolutely. Okay, so so did we mm-hmm. in Virginia, mm-hmm. and uh, and I remember that we uh, did uh, you put them in the hot hogs, pot? We had a big hot pot where we had the yep. hogs head meat. Yep. We used to eat the meat out of the head. Yeah, well, I'm talking about taking the hair off. Did you have a big hot pot? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah okay. We shaved the whole yep. pig down yep. after. Yep. Okay, you know, I was just curious. Them. Right. Yeah, we had the whole nine yards mm-hmm. in these big giant, almost like witches' pots. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, the whole pig was boiled, and you had these round, circular things you shaved the skin off with. Mm-hmm. Were you, did you guys use the round things too to shave the skin, the hair off? I I, I don't remember to to be honest with you, Jeff. Uh, you know, this is when I was six, seven, eight years old. But I I remember because I always uh, expired the pig. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, and and then it got thrown into the hot pot, and and uh, usually it was the grown men who took the hair off. I was yeah. a little bit too short to reach into the the hot pot. The pot, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so here's a little history. The uh, 
Pork rinds are essentially a tasty byproduct. You know, you go back to the hog killing time, Kevin, like you're thinking of and like I had an experience with uh, that took place in most parts of the country right around the Thanksgiving or Christmas. And pork rinds and their cousins, the crackling, were the result of when they rendered all the excess fat and the scraps, cooking them down in a big, large, black wash pots like we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the uh, bits of the fried skin would float to the surface of the lard, and they'd, they'd, they'd be skimmed off. And then he would salt it, and then basically it was eaten as a snack. And so the cracklin is essentially the skin and some fat still attached to it. Yeah, it's pulled off in little funny-looking chunks, isn't it? They yeah, just throw so it in a fryer? Bit, little, yeah, it's got a little bit of fat attached to it. Right. Whereas a pork rind is essentially the exact same as a chicharron, but chicharron is what they called it in Mexico. So, uh, so interesting that, that that's exactly kind of how it comes about and that this was kind of a byproduct of the, of the butchering process of pigs. And so, and I guess somebody said, hey, you know, let's see if we can make a market for this. But, th- but nowadays, pork rinds are cooked all the same. Yeah. Uh, they're essentially fried in lard at 400 degrees, and that's how they're rendered and then cut beforehand. So uh, the basic pork rind has no fat on the skin. Submerged in a deep fryer for one minute, and that pops into that little puffy curl. Okay, a cracklin has some fat on the skin, giving it a richer, meatier crunch. The fat also keeps the rind from poofing into a larger shape. If that isn't enough for you, there's a variation of crackling cut into thin strips and fried a second time to tooth-endangering hardness. So there Mm -hmm. in lies the ones that are very, very hard to bite and can break a tooth. I don't like those. They're actually fried twice. Yeah, I don't care for those. Yeah, I I, I tried them, and it's like— I've had those, and I threw them away. Yeah. I didn't like it. And and, and here's the other thing. They kind of like wear a a regular pork rind— kind of dissolves the really hard ones jeff when you when you swallow them, they kind of like blow up in your belly well, it's like eating rocks yeah 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 so not a I fan I got you. not right. a fan let's let's go to the phone lines let's talk to leon this morning leon wants to talk pork rinds morning leon uh good morning kevin kirk uh-huh sir dictator <laughs> by the by the way leon i'm gonna send you a picture of scott parker's version of a dictator Oh, I look forward to seeing that. Oh, boy. Here we go. (laughs) You're listening. By the way, he's a potato farmer, so just keep that in mind. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So. Okay, and and you should have it, Leon. (laughs) I just got the photo. (laughs) It's a a potato that's grown into a funny shape. So if you can, if you kind of separate the syllables of the term dictator, yeah, you can kind of figure it out. (laughs) Yes, indeed. No, uh, uh, in a uh, little food fact, uh, Palm Valley Outdoors, uh-huh. a pork rind that'll make your tongue slap the back of your no brain. No kidding. It, really? It is, it is so hot and fresh when it comes out, it's still snapping and popping in the plate that they serve it in. Mm. And it comes with an aioli sauce that is just a perfect marriage to this it. This is like uh, gourmet every stuff. Every time I get yeah, down with the no Wow. Well, how, I'm, I'm just saying. How come? How, look, we've had lunch there. We've had dinner. I, I don't remember seeing it on the. I, I could promise you guys that if I had seen it on the menu, 
I, I, I would have ordered it. Because I think it's one of those things you look at the menu and you Maybe go, they call it something else. What, what, it, I mean, when you look at the menu, Leon, does it say fried pork rinds? You know, to be honest with you, I don't remember seeing chicarons. that. Okay, see, that's what I'm saying. Fried chicarons. Yeah, it might say that, Kirk. Yep. And, and I, I, I learned something new today, right? Um, so I, I, I don't think you go into a restaurant with your wife and sit down, oh, Carrie, look, oh, they got fresh pork rinds. I'm going to have some for dinner. I just don't think people think well, about I mean, that when you order appetizer. What the heck? You know, I mean, you're buying fried okra or yeah. whatever, yeah. you know? But that's something you usually don't cook at home, you know? <laughs> no, um, well, no, no, that's true. That but be, that's why you would get it at a restaurant. Yeah. You know, because you you wouldn't fry pork rinds at the house. But but thinking that, I mean, with the Palms restaurant, the uh, pork rinds and the fish dip, that does sound pretty good. Yes. You know? Yes. And, 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 it, it, it does, Kirk. And, and the PVO. I'd, I'd try it, Leon. Absolutely. Heck yeah. I mean, what all I do is when we get back to the boat ramp, you know, I pull right up to the PVO docks, which is very convenient. Yep. And as my clients are getting off, I say, all right, boys, go on belly up to the bar. Get yourselves a couple good drinks. Make sure you get some fish dip, pork rinds, or fresh gator bites. And I'll see you in about 20 minutes. And by the time I get there, they got a beer ready for me. And I got some pork rinds, fish dip, and gator bites waiting on me, too. Nice. So I got it down pat. That's 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 perfect. Thanks. That's perfect. Thanks for letting us know, Leo. we got to take one more call before we take a break. Take care. Have a great day. Thanks, buddy. Your buddy, our buddy, Captain Steve Mullen. Steve. about pork, pork rinds. Steve. Good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Good morning, Jeff. Kevin, morning. Kirk, how are y'all doing? Morning, morning, buddy. Good. Look, I'll be quick, but uh, i got to get in on the pork rind debate here. Yeah. So, I heard Jeff say he'd eat hog head or something out of a hog's head, but he won't eat a pork rind. I kind of find that hard to believe, man. Come on. Come on, man. Jeez, Louise. So yeah, I, was, I was eating meat out of the head. Busted. I was eating, yeah, like, real meat. I'm like, you can do that, but you can't eat a pork rind. Oh, my goodness. Busted. So, the dictator's busted. When I was a kid, we had family in Spain, and we'd go to Spain, and we would eat fresh pork rinds. They'd cook them there regularly in the house. Okay. So we would buy a big bag of pork rinds, uncooked, and we'd bring them home, and we would cook them as a kid at the house. Oh, wow. You wanted popcorn or pork rinds, whatever. So you heat up the oil, you throw it in there, and what they look like is beach glass. If you've ever picked up little pieces of brown beach glass, okay. it's about that size. And it's about that hard, and you think you could never, ever eat it. But when you fry it up, it just puffs right up, and it's as fresh and as good as you can ever get. So as a kid, we ate a lot oh, wow. of that. And uh, if you remember Meet the Fockers too, at the dinner scene, when they're all sitting around the table, and the mom's embarrassing, and the dad's embarrassing Greg Fokker. Right. Uh-huh. And the foreskin, the foreskin pops off the, off, the, <laughs> off the kitty album and lands in the fondue pot. <laughs> <laughs> that's about as that's about as close as I can tell you how that pork rind cooks up. <laughs> oh dear! But, uh, but we are officially <laughs> sideways. Yes, we are. <laughs> <That's visual>. Yes. <laughs> oh, jeez. But uh, I used to, in Virginia, we used to live near Smithfield Hams. That's the Explain only other place that. I've ever seen <laughs> you could buy those pork rinds. Uncooked. Oh, man, I can't think. Thanks, Steve. <laughs> oh, I'm done with that analysis. <laughs> Was, was, was classic. Wow. Oh, yes. I'll never eat another pork rind. Oh. <laughs> Done. That's over. I'm finished. Oh, <laughs> Turkey Creek, I don't care what kind of creek it came out of. Nope. Not happening. Hey, we got we to gotta, we gotta take Ed. Okay. Ed wants uh, to educate us. Uh, okay. All right. So we got to take him before we Okay. Bet. All right. All right. Oh, Lord. 
hey Ed, what what are we doing yes, wrong? Yes, sir. Yes. Well, the pronunciation uh, is not chicharron. Oh, I'm from West Texas. I'm Mexican, and we killed a hog. And while we were butchering it up, my dad would get a big copper pot and make chicharrones. 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 You get to roll that R. Chicharrones. Oh, I love it. Ed, you're the man. Yes, Ed. All right. I I, I can promise you. Wait wait, wait, wait. wait a minute. Ed, it's it's Cheech, like Cheech and Chong. Chicharrones. Chicharrones. That's exactly right. You got to roll the R. Yeah, if you can roll the R, that's great. But that chica is what's killing me. I don't know how that's, you followed up that it, call with being that, straight right here. That's I what he funny. said when he called. He's like, oh, my gosh, you guys are killing me with the pronunciation of that. <laughs> well, by the way, I'm going back to pork runs. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, <laughs> Thank you, Ed. Thanks, Ed. All right. Y'all have a good day. You too, buddy. Oh, golly. we got to take a break. When we come back, we got to ring power tip of the week on pronunciations. <laughs> Chicharrones! <laughs> Welcome back to the Nimic Chevrolet Outdoor Show. It's time now for the ring power cat tip of the week. Ring power in a cat rental store has... The youngest fleet in the industry, the most dependable in the industry, and they always take care of your bottom line. If you want to find out how, you can get a piece of equipment from ringpower.com, is the, uh, or from Ring Power in a cat rental store. Go to ringpower.com to learn more. This week's Ring Power tip is? Well, it, it's, um, you know, Jeff, December, you know, is, is kind of, you know, you're still deer season, right? But you're kind of over it. You know, about the end mm-hmm. of December uh, for us. I'm not talking about you know, obviously Gordon and them. That, and then and then January comes around. You know, you got a couple weeks left, and you're you're like, I really don't want to get in the woods right now to disturb everything. But man, come February, February's magical, man. It is. It is. It is a great time to go to the woods because you you don't have to you know worry about even if you spook deer off, dude. You're, you're not worried about it until September anyway, right? So you can tromp around the woods, and and all the leaves are off the trees. Yep. There's, there's usually moisture on the ground because nothing's blooming out to soak all the moisture down. So you put your rubber boots on. And, uh, and uh, Jeff, we, we always talk about this. You know, you sit in a stand in the fall and, you're, and you see deer 100 yards away, 150 yards away, and you're like, I've got to, I've got to go over there and check that out and, mm-hmm. and maybe move a stand over there. But you can't do it in the middle of the season. But, mm-hmm. I mean, like this week, though, Jeff, I mean, I was in the woods all day on Tuesday and Wednesday and just – just the sign that you find and, and it, you know, the, the trails and you're not sweating. It's, there's no bugs. Yep. It's just, it's, it's beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Yeah. I went up this week and we, uh, took the pole saw, the chainsaw and the handsaw and trimmed around two stands Yeah, that were just, it just gotten overgrown and we didn't do it before this year's season. And yeah. I said, look, and you're right. I mean, it's a good time to look for trails. Yeah. This, you can see it's they're so visible. Everything is lit up. The deer are really active right now at our place. Uh, they are the deer tracks everywhere. The other thing that uh, I did uh, a couple weeks ago is you got a lot of ladder stands and, and stands that are uh, on trees with ratchet straps or whatever, and so mm-hmm. they're tight. You know, they're yep. and you got them to where they're kind of biting into the tree. Well, you leave a ladder stand up for three years, that, that tree will actually start to grow around that uh, ladder stand yes, absolutely 
to the point where you you'll lose that ladder stand, the ability to take it off of the tree. Yep. So we've gotten we've kind of learned our lesson. We lost a couple deer stands that way to where they just grew into the tree and uh, we couldn't do anything with it other than just let the tree have it. Right. And so we have now or started the habit this year of just loosening up all of the ladder stands off of the tree. So you go up there, we loosen the ratchet strap, still leave it on, but just loosen it up to where mm -hmm. the tree can grow through the year. And then before deer season, we're gonna go and replace every ratchet strap on all of the ladder stands for safety reasons. Sure. And we're gonna do that from now on for like every year, just to replace the ratchet straps. Uh, just because, you know, to, you, you never can be too safe. No. We're going to be hearing a story from Mr. Dave Edwards here about ratchet straps and safety and, and a lock-on and a situation that he experienced. And so we always and end our show, Kevin, you always say, you know, think safety first. Yep. And, and that's something that uh, with deer stands, you've you got to be safe with. No question. And, and by the way, that, uh, that picture of that rub, yeah, great. Is, is is absolutely one of the biggest rubs that that I've ever found on my property. Yeah. I What's mean, the it, diameter of that tree right there? It's six inches. Okay. I mean, it, it, it's and, and and he's got it rubbed. I mean, you can see how high he's he's rubbed that tree. I mean that 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 ain't no small buck. Yeah. You know, and and it's funny because in that area I've got a couple cameras and I don't have a picture of that buck. Wow. Yeah. So uh, when I found that one, I was like. Oh my! We need to move a stand. Yeah, <laughs> we need to move a stand. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's a that's a signpost, right? Well, there. you know, the thing is, this time of year, like we've gone up to our place a couple times, we've uh -huh. gone squirrel hunting. Yeah, and you're walking all over places you've never walked before. That's right. And that's when you really find some good traffic patterns. Mm -hmm. You know, you'll see trails that you've never seen before. Right. And and allows you to you know move like you were talking about, move some of the stands that maybe aren't too productive. Yeah, it it was it was uh, a couple years ago, Jeff. When in February, I um, I was doing the same thing, and I was walking down the edge of of, of, of the creek bottom, and it kind of goes up to a hill to a power line. Well, there was just a a, a growth of like gallberry bushes, and it it's, it's thick. You know, I would say you know mm -hmm. it's it's but it's only about fifty, not even that, twenty five yards wide. But all of the outside of it, Jeff, was rubs. Mm. You know, and I I thought you know what, there's a buck bedding. And, and right in there, and he, he gets up, and, and sure enough, I put a ladder stand on the other side of the creek overlooking that, and it has been one of our most productive stands, period, on that property, just just from doing this kind of scouting yeah. in, in February. So that's your ring power tip of the week. Yeah, we, uh, we, I, we spent a whole day up there cutting yeah. the other day. I mean, basically just wore ourselves out. Mm-hmm. Just trimming trees. Yeah, the, the the best thing is there's no bugs. Well, there's you know? no bugs. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah, exactly. You know, uh, the the other thing that you said is so important. There's no leaves on the trees. Right. So it's it's a to me it's a two man job. Have somebody climb up in a stand. Mm -hmm. It is a two man. And yep. go look. Yep. You know, give me some shooting lanes. Mm -hmm. You know, tell me what you can see and what you can't see. Right. And go in there with a pole saw or a chainsaw and just start cutting back some of the scrub make some really good shooting lanes. Mm -hmm. We've got one place that we had put a stand in, gosh, 10 years ago. Right. And hadn't hunted it in forever. And I was walking in with a climber and found it, and I was like, you know what? We need to redo this. There's a different opportunity here. And so I took one of the guys in. I took Brad Smith in the other day, and I said, Brad, let me show you something. 
And he goes, I don't see it. I said, you'll see it here in a minute. And you walk in, you see the trail, and you're like, oh, my God. Yeah. It's like a, a highway. Yeah, it, it looks like, like cows have been through there. I said, they feel comfortable in here. Right. I said, we'll put a stand in here and, and maybe have a good opportunity this year. You mm-hmm. know? I love it. Yeah. It's, it, 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 it's fun because you, 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 you're kind of over the, the, the 21, 22 hunting season, mm-hmm. you know. So now you're really starting to prep for for the 22 23 that's right you know, so you kind of get the juices flowing again you know? well it gets so hot around here uh, yeah you don't want to do yeah, it in June, no, july no, and no, august you don't you know? august is brutal man terrible yeah it's 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 awful the yeah. the deer flies and every the horse flies and everything are, no yeah no it's no fun at all all right jeff do you want to go ahead and take a little early break because we got dave edwards hanging yeah on? let's do that okay. let's do that all right Six four one four six four one ten ten. If you'd like to to join in and make a comment about pork rinds in mm-hmm. uh, in next segment, Mr. Dave Edwards from Tall Times Consulting and also White Oak Plantation. Uh, pretty scary story coming up right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. Welcome back to the Nimic Chevrolet Outdoor Show. And uh, folks, if you got a little piece of waterfront heaven, there is one way to up your game and to make that little piece of heaven even better. That's CNH Marine Construction. They handle docks, bulkheads, boat lifts, the maintenance, repairs, complete re- redos. They handle everything at CNH Marine Construction. Just give them a call. Go to the homepage of OutdoorShow.com and scroll down to the bottom of the page. Click on CNH Marine Construction, and it'll take you right to their to their website, which is C and H, the letter C and H, Marine.com. Mm-hmm. All right, we have uh, Mr. Dave Edwards. Everybody knows Dave. Been part of this show for a long time, and and uh, <laughs> the second guy on the uh, El Cheapo Lagerman team. That's right. That's right. You got, got, hey, our, our team is strong. It's, it's myself, uh, Dave Edwards, who, by the way, uh, caught the big fish last year. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we've had a, uh, Fred Miles always as our third. And then our fourth has kind of alternated between we had Mike Hayes and then we had Hoorah on the boat last year. <laughs> Hoorah. <laughs> who is that? I'll let Dave explain. Yeah, uh, Josh is a doc master that I've become real good friends with, and uh, really into sheep's heading. And he's uh, he's a hardcore marine, and when he uh, got out of marines, went into bodybuilding. And um, I think uh, I think he was drinking fish eye juice and kale. I don't know what it was. You know, <laughs> what? He's, you he's what? Hardcore. Fish tail? <laughs> Never heard of fish tail juice. Oh. It was something, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, he lives and breathes it. Not, you know, I think we bring Fred on Jeff just for the entertainment. Sure, you know, fun day. You know, well, he ain't catching no fish that are big. So, I mean, oh boy, <laughs> I, I, I hope yeah. he catches Inter- a entertainment and You know, yeah. <laughs> I hope your eyes ever don't go south on you. You're gonna yeah. have a problem. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, so Dave, first off, um, you you got to get on the conversation of pork rinds. Okay. Because that's, yeah, I missed all that. I just, I just uh, I've been working. Okay, are, are, let's I just, just put it this: Are you a favor of pork rinds? Oh man, I love pork rinds. Okay, all right. We there just, you go. Yeah, there's, there's, there's. 
I, I don't know if they're new, this, that, and the other, but uh, my wife and I have found these pork rinds made by Turkey Creek. So the next time you go into a convenience store or your store or something, look for Turkey Creek pork rinds. I promise you. You'll love oh, them. Oh, yeah. You'll love them. I, man, they're like, uh, they're like my truck stash. Exactly. You know, yeah, so you can just leave them in your console there, and you know, a month later you can grab two of them. Absolutely. You can leave the bag open. <laughs> They're not going to go stale. It's like it's like beef jerky. Honey, it's, just throw a handful yeah, of those in the know, glove box right there in case on, I get hungry dude, later. Beef jerky is dried meat. It's not going to go bad. Yeah, yeah. I might not be the one to be asking about what to eat. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh. No, wait a minute now, Dave. You got some good taste because uh, when we were at Angie's the other day, me and Gordon, when we had the big sampler platter, yeah, uh, who's up in there? We're sitting there, and then all of a sudden, Gordon goes, hey, isn't that Dave Edwards? Huh? And Dave and Heather were up in there getting their grub on as well. Oh, very nice. Absolutely. Yeah. We schedule our lunch around Angie's if we have to get in that area. So, uh, yeah, we absolutely, we do, honestly. We're like, hey, we got to go to Academy? Okay, we need to go about 11 so <laughs> we can go to Angie's at lunch. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, so Dave, Dave was dropping the boat off, getting it ready for, for the El Cheapo. We're fishing Dave's boat again this year. We've kind of gone oh. back and forth between Dave's boat and my oh. boat and and so we're going to be in, in Dave's boat again Pathfinder. this year. But a couple of weeks back, David sent me a picture and Fred a picture of a deer stand. That, and then, Dave, you go every year to Alabama to hunt. You used to manage some land over there. And you guys still got, uh, I guess you're in a club there, got some buddies that are. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and what happened with this situation? You got to tell this story because it, it's scary. Oh, yeah. Um you know, it's hard to surprise you on uh, on a punchline on this story because you know I'm gonna fall. But I, but the uh, one one thing good to know is we we're well one. Let me let me kind of set the stage. We go over and bow hunt, and so all of our stands are stick ladders and lock ons. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know if I need to you know kind of explain what a lock on is to listeners, but it's not really like a big climber. It's not like a ladder. It's a little platform that has a bar that goes up to a a little seat mm-hmm. and it is an isolated single item uh, piece that you strap around the top uh, by the seat when you get it up there and when you push down on it it binds against the tree and that's what holds you so um that's that's what a lock-on is so we we use uh stick ladders and lock-ons and of course we go in january and it seems and we also time it out with a, a, a cold front and um, so it's always cold, so you're always packed up with all kinds of clothes. So it makes it even a little more difficult to do that. But anyway, um, we're very religious, um, and that might be a, might be a good good point too. Is that we're very religious about undoing the stands in the spring, and or taking them down, and then going back in um, like November the next year, and putting them back up, replacing straps, you know, all that. Uh-huh. So. It's very managed. It's not just, uh, yeah, I think that'll hold us. Um, so I, uh, my, my friend that owns the land, he'd hunted out of that stand the day before, had missed uh, Jeff the bourbon buck that I shared with you last year. He's like a 275-pound spike. I mean, he is, he's wow. got like three-inch three spikes. So um, he's our bourbon buck. Whoever kills him, everybody owes him a, bur- a bur- bottle of bourbon. Nice. And uh, he had had to yell at him. I mean, literally get to where he screamed at him to make him stop because they're chasing so hard and shot and missed over, over his back the night before. 
And so um, he said, man, you need to go back in there and get the bourbon buck. So I go back to the stand, and uh, this the afternoon hunt, and everybody goes to their stands kind of thing, and I climb up, I go up my stick ladder, I step on the lock-on, I take my pack off, I hook it around the tree, I, I'm facing the tree, um, getting all you know, getting all my stuff ready. I pulled my bow up and hung it on a little arm. hadn't taken off my quiver, nothing yet. And as soon as it touched that hook, it was like a Duncan booth. The top strap gave, and I went for a fall um, on, on my on my tether. But the stand is, um, I think you post a picture of it. It looks high. It doesn't look. It is high. Um, and it doesn't look quite as steep and uh, nasty as it was uh, for Big Dave falling on that thing. <laughs> you know, it was, it was, the world just went boom in an instant. And, I, you know, you hear about that on all kinds of accidents, but it just happens that quick. And it can, you know, on your boat or whatever it might be, Yeah, stuff just happens quick. So and, just a couple questions. Um, do you have, do you use a lifeline? Yes, and that's what I was going to say. Was okay. let's just say Sorry. let's just say that that I was real safety conscious, and I've got my safety harness and I've got my rope. So when when you get up, you put that rope around the tree up there where you're at at your stand, and you hook that rope, so you're you're connected. Mm-hmm. Well, that's kind of the I think that's more typical, more common um, than having lifelines. Because lifelines yes. is an added cost, and that's, you know all that I, stuff. I, I, yep, I, I understand that. So. Had I just been safety conscious on my own without that lifeline, I, I it would probably ended a lot differently. Because yep. I wouldn't have been hooked, I wouldn't have been hooked up. So right. a lifeline is like a dock line that's tied to the base of the tree, and it's taut and it, and it goes up above your head when you're standing in the stand. It's tied up above you, and you basically have a slip knot that when you climb, you're connected to it with your harness. Mm-hmm. And as you climb, you slip that knot up, and then you get in your stand. And when you go down, you just slip the knot down with you. So you're always Always connected. Uh, yeah, and and it's funny because this this has been years ago. Uh, I had talked to to, to Logman about these these lifelines, and especially with 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 lock on stands, hang on stands, and, mm-hmm. and and we had conversations about it. And then and then Jeff got one, and he's and he's like, dude, I'm, I'm putting these on every stand I got, and mm-hmm. and 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 I I can promise you on every hang on stand I have. Um, and, and by the way, I bought a new um, Millennium stand um, mm-hmm. this year, and it came with a lifeline. Oh, really? Yes. Huh. Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah, it came with a lifeline. So it was not and, – and by the way, the, the cost wasn't much different. I mean, I didn't see you know any drastic you know $50 increase in the stand or anything like that. But when I opened it up, it, 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 it had a lifeline in it. Mm-hmm. So, Dave, the lifeline is essentially what saved you. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. So, but he, yeah. here's the question. I mean, okay, the stand gives way, which uh, that lock on that you had must have had like a ratchet strap, right? Like a cloth ratchet strap of some kind. Yep. Like a regular, okay. you know, a regular ratchet strap. Yep. Okay. A, lo- a lot of lock on stands like the millenniums have a metal kind of a, a thing that goes around the tree. So uh, obviously less chance of rotting and giving away. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. with this ratchet strap given away. So now that this ratchet strap does give away, you're hanging by a lifeline. What the hell did you do? Well, first, I cussed a little bit yeah. <laughs> out of fear. 
like yes. fear cussing, not oh, mad yeah. cussing. <laughs> yeah. And so I landed, I think I fell backwards somewhat. And then it, you know, when I got taught on my, on my harness, it snatched me back into the tree and in, into the stand. Yeah. And so my knee is on the platform, which is, you know, facing towards the ground basically. And, um, my left side, my whole, whole, everything else was dangling. And so, you know, I didn't make, I didn't move. I mean, I was like, okay, I need to assess this before I start doing anything, moving around, I need to see what happened, what, what broke, what can I grab, you know, all that good stuff. Yeah. Because here's the other trick. Here's the other kind of, it saved me. But what saved me was also causing me not to get down because when I fell, my knot was up there around my head when yeah. I was standing on the stand. And when I fell, I fell, you know, much lower than that knot. So I can't reach that knot to even get me down. You know, so I'm dangling from that knot. So I've got to grab something and get up high enough that I can grab that knot to slide it down so I can start coming down the tree. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so. Well, and the other thing um, is when you. Hold on, hold on, go ahead. What I was going to say was the, the, the downside, too, was. I fell on the opposite side of the stick, the stick ladder. Yeah, okay. And so I had to figure out, one, how I can, how I can get to that knot yeah. and how can I get around to that stick ladder. And so really, truly, I mean, you're you're stronger than what you think when you start panicking. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I grabbed, uh, I grabbed behind my head. You know, I'm dangling with that thing coming out of the back of my neck, basically. And um, I grabbed behind my head with both hands and pulled myself up. I was kind of walking up the tree, kind of. Um, and then I actually just got on the stand cause I could see the bottom strap was still on. It was loose. It wasn't tight, but it was on. And so I was able to use the stand to kind of climb up a little bit real carefully and get to my knot and then get around to my, to my stick ladder. What happened with so, the, uh, the upper strap? Did it just break? No. And that's, uh, so that's, that's a good point is that most of the time, and I'm, I'm real guilty of it. I'm checking the strap. Right. I want to make sure it's not dry rotted. The hook the strap right. was was fine. No, the guts of the the guts of the ratchet strap itself broke. No, the, like the, the actual the, metal component. Oh wow! Yes. Now let me tell you this. I told you we were real religious about changing everything and doing everything. This particular stand, it, that ratchet strap was probably two years old mm-hmm. instead of one. It's all and it takes. It was kind of rusty looking, and it gave out. And I'll tell you that Dave is very very. I put two straps on my top. I do every too. Time. I do too. You know, in case one breaks, yep. you got another one. And this one only had one, and it was two years old. And um, you know, I I took uh, took a picture um, of some ratchet straps the other day. Just it was like seventeen dollars and ninety five cent at uh, yeah. Hagen Ace Hardware for a pack of four of those. Yeah. So. Okay, you know, so it's cheap enough. You need to replace them. Don't don't think, oh, they're okay. So <laughs> as 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 men, I have to ask this question, right? Um, mm-hmm. How how bad was it your entire weight with that safety harness on on the groin? You know, it wasn't bad. Okay, I mean, okay. So, like I when I fell and I didn't move and I was checking things out, I also um, I thought, you know what? I better text um, Ryan and Scott, the boys that were hunting with me. Everybody, you know, everybody just took off kind yeah. of thing. And Scott, they had just dropped me off to walk in, that kind of thing. I better text them while I'm right here, everything's good, that, hey, my stand broke. Um, 
the top strap broke or whatever, I'm hanging. I think I can get down. If you don't hear from me in 10 minutes, I'm going to need some help. Mm-hmm. And um, so I put my phone back in my little chest pocket, and I'm starting to assess how I'm going to get down, and my phone buzzes. I look at it, and I've got two happy, laughy emoji faces. <laughs> <laughs> Great. you got to love your friends, from right? both of them. Hanging from yeah. the tree like a spider. No way. No, dude, are you yeah. okay? You need me to come? No, they got, yeah. yeah. Oh. I actually got a meme of this little baby that was sitting there laughing his head off. Yes, so I've hard seen that fell one. Over. Oh, no. <laughs> That's rude. That ain't right. And That's I'm like, just rude. I had, I had to, you know, while I'm dangling, I had to text back, no, I'm serious. <laughs> yeah. And, and so. Dave sent me a screenshot, so that is completely factual. <laughs> All right, so yeah. we're, we're going to take a break, mm-hmm. and then when we come back, want to kind of uh, talk a little bit more about this story because what you were tied in on with with that lifeline, if you were tied in to just a safety strap above the stand, things could have been much different. And mm-hmm. uh, and and so uh, when we come back, we'll talk about that difference. And then also get into a little bit of food plot maintenance for the wintertime and springtime maintenance with uh, Mr. Dave Edwards of Tall Times Consulting and White Oak Plantation right here on the Nimnick Buick GMC Outdoor Show. Welcome back to the Nimnick Chevrolet Outdoor Show. Jeff Logman, Captain Kirk Waltz, Captain Kevin Faber, and Mr. Dave Edwards, Tall Times Consulting, also White Oak, uh, White Oak Plantation, sharing a story with us about uh, deer, deer stand mishap. So, Dave, with the Lifeline, and, and Kevin, Kirk, you guys know this, the Lifeline has a rope that goes all the way down to the bottom of the tree. A lot of times people will not choose to have a Lifeline to be attached at the base of the tree on the way up. Mm-hmm. And most of the accidents happen on the way up, right? When you're right. actually in in the stand, yeah, getting in and out of the stand. And that's right. Right. And so the lifeline. That's why I, I'm a big fan of that. If I ever sit in a lock on or a climber, I always use a lifeline. And my question is, is that if you didn't use a lifeline, let's say you got up into that lock on, and then you you uh, snapped in to a strap that was above the stand with your tether off of your your safety harness and then you fall down now there's there's no rope that's hanging down by your chest or your waist or your legs or your feet that's not an easy thing to do with a lifeline you can actually make loops with that rope uh, from waist level to foot level to help you either get back up on the sticks or to to reach up to grab that slip knot or whatever. And so that's another reason why if you do climb with, with whether it be sticks, lock on, climbers, whatever, the lifeline is so much better than just, just strapping in at the top of the stand. Well. Oh, very much. I mean, you guys remember. It can be, you know, just, and it's got it's to be something – Got to keep in mind too. That's something that needs to be done beforehand. Or let's say you're going in with a climber. You know, you, you got to get up there to tie. You got to get up there to the top to tie it off first. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so you got to have at least one risky climb, if you want to call it that. Mm-hmm. But, you're right. But after, but if you're going to use that climber there a good bit, then then you just leave your lifeline mm-hmm. and you're good to go. Yep. I mean, Kevin, we were t- uh, talking. And off the on the break, and I I went to Black Creek years ago and bought 
those carabiners, those yep. real nice expensive ones, and bought three or four mm-hmm. of them to use for my climbing up and down a tree. And the other thing you got to really be careful of is how old is the rope? Mm-hmm. You know, I bought yep. expensive climbing rope, and, and, and it was expensive and had it made so that I could climb because these guys do this for a living. I said, this is what I'm going to do with it. And he goes, okay. And I wanted a short length, about four or five feet long, with a prusik knot on it that slides up and down. The, the, the other thing that we were talking about, Dave, Jeff, is the, when, whenever you, you have uh, this lifeline, and, and let's just say it's in the woods for two or three years, which mine are, the Preslick knot will eventually, if, 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 whenever you start to climb, if it's not tight to the rope, right. you got to tighten it down. Because it, 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 if all of a sudden you push it up and it slides back down, then, then, then you've got to tighten that knot back down to that rope. I mean, that's just something that, that you really need to pay attention to because I've, I've, I've had that happen. And I'm like, wow, if I fell, it's just going to slide right down the rope. So make sure you tighten down that knot, especially when you get up top. Well, and, and well, that, and, that brings up another point: is that uh, you said you leave yours in the woods. Yep, that's part of our spring. That's part of our after season cleanup when we do stand maintenance and we're taking off all the cushions and you know, yep. kind of summarizing, summarizing everything. Our lifelines come in; they come into the camp. Yep, that's, to, that's probably you know, a great idea. That See, way, they don't yeah, dry don't, rot but, and all that stuff. Yep. Yeah, I don't. I don't. And also, the, the between the the moisture. Uh, uh, Dry periods, sun, uh, lifelines always come down at the end of the year. If I'm with you, Dave, that's what that always comes down with everything. Yeah. So, all right. So, yeah, and extend uh, the life of them. Hey, a good time. point too to make is that you don't have to buy a lifeline. I mean, an official lifeline. It's basically a dock dock line. You know, you tie it to the bottom and take it up and tie it up, and then you can make a little. Uh, what'd you call that? Cur- Pres- you, a carabiner. No, prusik knot. Prusik knot. Pressing knot, yeah. yeah. It's just a little loop is all it is, and you just it just bites on the rope. Yeah, which is uh, yeah. pretty ingenious. But, I mean, heck, I mean, you can actually buy, like, a three-pack of lifelines for, yeah, like, 100 bucks. I mean, yeah. so, I mean, it's... Yeah. it's well, it's what's your life worth, you Jeff? Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, what is your life worth? Yeah. I mean, that's how I always look at it. I mean, what kind? I wanted to ask, too, what kind of climbing harness were you wearing? Were you wearing the Hunter Specialty or... I was wearing a muddy, muddy, muddy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And there's soup, you know, I know we all used to do it because nobody ever used to ever wear safety harness, nope. but, um, we were all, you know, little young fit monkeys going up and down trees and hanging and doing and just doing crazy stuff. And I really fought wearing a safety harness when it started becoming more popular because it just felt like it was all over me Yeah, and it was in the way and all that good stuff. And, these muddies and well, I don't, and I hadn't looked at a whole bunch of the other ones, but um, muddies are the so, best. Yeah, I mean they just you don't even hardly feel like you got them on. No, you. no, I, so. I I have a gorilla, and mm-hmm. and and yeah, I'm, I'm with you. When they first came out with it with us, and, and they were they were a almost like a full body harness. Yeah, you know they had yeah. the jacket on it. I mean they were they were hot. hot. They were awful. Yeah. I mean it was terrible. You were like God, I don't want to do this. Mm-hmm. You know, and as it yeah. became fall, it was okay. But man. When they started coming out, you know, I mean, Gorilla used to make like tree stands. Only thing that they make now are safety harnesses. Yeah, right. You know, and and yeah. and so that's how popular they've become. But they they came out with like you said, they're they're so damn comfortable. I mean, I, it's it's it. I don't, you know, I still got my damn brother in law and father in law won't wear them, and I'm like, you guys, come on, man. You know, you you're getting in tree stands. 
Yeah. All right, so so Mandy got down and man, what what a crazy experience yeah. and uh, and I'm glad you shared it with us because I mean a lot of other people hearing that story I mean maybe end up saving somebody else you know that gets in a a situation yeah. where something like that can happen and they said you know what I'm gonna get go ahead and get me one of them lifelines and get me a safety harness I mean you can get a, a, a three pack of of lifelines and a really high quality safety harness from Muddy, all of that you can get for around two hundred dollars, mm-hmm. and and that's that's so cheap compared to uh, uh, the the alternative. I think is an easy way to put it. Yeah. So. Yeah, that I mean that. All right, so, so since we, we got the story. Sorry, sorry about that, but the, since we got the story about that, and which was scary. You also wanted to talk about food plots and mowing them. What, what do you what do you mean by that? Yeah, so um, this this year in particular, um, we had a very warm uh, fall, and so the great growing conditions, obviously, and the and the food plots were really pumping. At the same time, in most parts of the southeast, uh, just about everywhere I've been, had a really bumper crop of acorns or mm-hmm. you know an abundance of acorns so that relieved browsing pressure so the deer weren't eating the food plot as heavy and strong as they normally would and they started growing really strong and um it just happens i you mean know, i just take a wild guess every six years we have a fall that that coincides with that growing season acorns etc that um it really benefits to mow your food your fall food plots which is not a typical common practice with fall food plots generally you're going to plant those and you're going to let it ride all the way through spring you know and then either turn them under or do whatever you're going to do to plant fall stuff or let it go through the next fall but um it was a pretty common practice uh that i had to recommend with a lot of clients this this fall because of all that growing condition so what happens is that once those once your fall food plot gets on up and it starts getting mature it gets more lignin in it it becomes less palatable it becomes less nutritious and so when the acorns fade the deer they'll be eating on it but not it's not near as preferred and they're, they're not gonna put as much pressure on it and so they don't they don't use this often the other downside is if you put a blend in and you've got some nice blonza clover in there or perennial clover or chicory or some of these other stuff that doesn't get up three foot tall wheat oats those kind of things or even brassicas when they get on up and mature they basically create a canopy um that shades all the other stuff out Mm -hmm. and so that all fades and so when we get to march coming up all that stuff has died out and you're not your your food plot the longevity of your food plot providing great quality forage for deer has just been knocked back two or three months because you don't have clover and chicory and things that are going to carry it on into early summer so um i will tell you i uh, did some some camera uh, just playing around but um i did some camera analysis if you want to call it that i had i had a camera on a food plot here at, here at white oak and it was getting tall and the deer weren't really using it. and i had just you know every night i got a cell camera shooting the pictures we mowed it and the, that night i mean the night we mowed it more deer were in there but over the next five days it started filling up, hmm. and so deer started really using it, and so it hmm. made a big difference. And the clover started, you know, busting out. So, um, anyway, I thought I'd just mention yep. that because Great uh, idea. it's um, it's not real common. No, it's certainly not a common practice for a fall crop to mow it, 
Um, but we've actually mowed ours twice now, and it's kept them very, very actively growing and uh, very attractive for deer. That's yeah, cool. great tip. I like that. I like that. another thing too is that uh, uh, by mowing down some of those things, Dave, are one of the things that I, issues I've had. Like when you're trying to find the deer sheds, if they get real mm-hmm. tall, it's almost impossible to find them in the springtime. Yeah, you, you know, find them in your tractor tire. You, you, you exactly. found yeah, you found plenty of them, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> I know in my tractor tire. I know. <laughs> All right, boys, we got to take yeah. a break. Yeah, Dave, we appreciate you coming on, man. Yeah, I'm glad you're okay, too, man. Yeah, man. Glad you didn't get hurt. Yep. Yep, take care, guys. All right, buddy. All right, Dave. Take us a break, Kevin. 641-1010. We only got one more small segment to go here, so don't call us, actually, because we have to do a weather. We got to do a tides. And uh, you have to admit, Jeff, probably one of the best Kirby Co. cooking tips we've had in a long time. Pork rinds. I love it. Yuck. Simple stupid. <laughs> we'll be right back. Chicharrones. Welcome back to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show. Hey, look, uh, Super Bowl is yeah. next weekend, and we got a, a suggestion for you. Catering bundles. You can do that at uh, Welcome to Moe's St. Augustine. Just go to moes.com forward slash catering mm-hmm. and you can get a uh, bundle packed full of flavor with the famous queso, mouth-watering desserts, drinks of your choice. And uh, don't forget about all the different things that you can get there and uh, chips and salsa, which uh, the chips and salsa free, so you can't beat it. So uh, add a little bit of flavor to your Super Bowl. Go yeah, to like moes.com forward slash, forward slash catering. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Let's do an updated weather, updated tides, updated weather brought to you by where Kirk is going tonight for dinner, and that's yeah. uh, the Bearded Pig. Yeah, and if you're going to do Super Bowl, you better do it early. Order your ribs and stuff <laughs> before the weekend. Exactly, and uh, that's that's the source of the side bet, by the way. Uh, me and you and Ed Malin and uh, whoever else gets into the bet, we're going to be having dinner at the Pig. All right, so for the weather forecast today brought to you by the Beard Pig, two locations, don't forget about uh, San Marco and also the beach. Uh, today, north winds 15 to 20 knots, becoming northeast around 20 in the afternoon. Seas, four to six feet. Going to have a slight chance of showers. Intercoastal is going to be rough. Tomorrow, north, northeast, 20 to 25 knots, six to eight feet, seven seconds intervals. Rough on the intercoastal, showers likely tomorrow. Monday, north winds 15 to 20 knots, becoming northwest 10 to 15 in the afternoon, 5 to 7 feet on the ocean. And then uh, Monday night, Tuesday, Tuesday night, we're essentially going to have northwest or north winds anywhere from 5 to 15 knots. So uh, it's going to be a little chilly this week. So. Mm-hmm. It yep. is. Yep. That's okay. Hey, I'm fine with it. That's okay. It's like, February. Yeah, it, exactly. It's February. And, and here's the deal, Jeff. It, I, I don't I don't see in the extended forecast there that we're going to have any crazy cold weather, which you know I, which is great because I I, I I love it that we get through January and February and we don't have some kind of a fish kill. You know the, the the last one that happened was was devastating and the the our snook fishery right now is is amazing and I did talk to numerous charter captains this week that that fish and I asked them if they saw any any floating snook or anything mm-hmm. like that since that weather we had last weekend, and they said, no, they haven't seen anything. So no, that's, that's, that's really good news. Yeah, it really is. All right, let's do a uh, Todd's report brought to you by Angie Subs, which uh, Angie Subs will be the official food sponsor of uh, the Lagaman boat for the El Cheapo tournament. Oh, well. Well, yeah, you got to have sponsors. That's, yeah, wait a minute, that's your competition. 
How does how does that work? Yeah, yeah I'm with yeah, favorite. That's like sleeping with the enemy. What yeah, what exactly. is that? Well, I, I don't understand that. That's that that doesn't make any sense. That's kind of sneaky. Well, so you're gonna you're gonna thank him for the sandwiches, and you're gonna go kicking your ass and the the El Cheapo? Yeah, that yeah. Mean, I mean, I that's, you know, I'm gonna get my Angie sub <laughs> on they, the boat, and we're gonna kick his ass. Hey, seriously, is that collusion with the enemy? You know that. That's a dictator. You know, yeah, yeah. That's a dictator. I mean, I mean, <laughs> that's a dictator. I right. want free subs. <laughs> <laughs> okay, delivered to the boat ramp. Yeah. Thank you very much. All yeah. right, for today at 1144, we're going to have a high tide this morning. At, uh, that's going to be a 4.39. And then this evening at 540 p.m., it's going to be a low tide. That's a negative 0.41. Tomorrow at 608 a.m., that's your low tide at Mayport. That's going to be a point zero one, and then twelve twenty eight p.m. It will be a four point zero two high tide. And by the way, Ed said uh, just for you, Kirk, he will make you some pork rind subs from Angie's. Oh, we're going to we're collusion. We're going to have an investigation that. into oh, the collusion. Pork rinds and turkey. Yeah, exactly. Not for me, yeah. Mm. Yeah. See? Not for me. I'm not eating a pork rind sandwich. <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm sure you're going to get one just because you yeah, said that. Yeah, that's right. That, yeah. You, you, you never know. That's you know, what we're going to do. We're going to tell it. Ed. We're going to tell Ed to yeah. make a signature Lagerman sub with turkey and pork rinds. Yeah, absolutely. Lots Crunched of Peruvian. Pork rinds right over the top of it. Oh yeah. yeah. Come yeah. on now. Dude. Yeah, dude, you should have never said it. I, I got to say though that last year we uh, we had outstanding food. On our boat mm. from Angie Subs. I don't well, know about you, Kirk. Be careful but, uh, of what you get this year. <laughs> <laughs> it might have some slow me down stuff in there or something. Yeah. Slow you know me mean? down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> collusion. Yeah. I believe we have What's collusion. What's Lockman's boat doing over there? Those guys yeah, are all laying down and stuff. Why, why is the boat going in circles? Yeah. Ed's going to put laxative in, <laughs> in our subs. <laughs> Yeah, or, or something in a brownie, you know. Oh, boy. So, <laughs> <laughs> they better not. They better not <laughs> now now you're too. thinking about it, aren't you? I yeah. am. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Dave, you go first. Yeah, here. <laughs> here, here, Mikey, you eat this. Exactly. <laughs> why, why are your eyes in the back of your head? Uh, oh, yeah, that, that, oh, that, that's, that, that's great stuff. So, um, you, anybody going to the woods? Did Jeff, you burn it this week? Yeah, I'm gonna be up there. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be up there doing some burning, getting some fire breaks established, doing some winter work. Can't wait. That's good. And Jeff, as usual, the Nimnik Outdoor Show is brought to you by some fine sponsors: Mo Southwest Grill, St. Augustine, St. Augustine Hatchie River Club, Angie Sub, Strike Zone, Wayland Bay Marine, Kirby Co. Builders, Tire Outlet, multiple locations around Jacksonville, CNH Marine Construction, Atlantic Coast Marine, Shark Coatings, Hagen Coastal Outfitters. LV Hires Inc., Consignment Boat Sales, Coastal Equipment, New Kings Road, and in McClenny, Big Pan Heating and Cooling, Claw Nolan Cadillac, Stack M Storage, Ring Power and a Cat Rental Store, The Bearded Pig, and of course the Nimic family of dealerships, Buick and GMC on Phillips Highway, and Chevrolet on Cassett. And, you know, probably couldn't emphasize this anymore after Dave Edwards' story. Anything you do in the outdoors, folks, always think safety first. Y'all have a great weekend. See ya. See ya. See ya. Cause I'm hooked on hooking up. And there ain't